0: Material Components Episode 4 The Rising Tide Greetings, and welcome to Material Components, the real-play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your dungeon master, Mike Gorgoni, and joining me as always are my intrepid adventurers. Hey, adventurers, how's it going? What's up? I'm pretty good. Hello. Hello everyone.
1: everyone. Uh, I am Olivia, and I am playing Tirza Cloakbear, Child of the Outer <laughs> Storm.
2: Uh, My name is Cass, and I am playing Cherish, uh, the Tiefling Sorcerer.
3: My name is Michael, and I am playing Sid, the Half-Elf Rogue.
4: Hi, I'm Reed Morris, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock.
0: Excellent. So, welcome back once again to the Trials and Tribulations of these four Threadless Poor Souls. Uh, But I would like to begin the session by doing the same thing I do at the beginning of every session, which is by asking do you all remember what happened last time?
2: I yes, so. I do. Because I took excellent notes.
0: Take it away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Flip this open. Uh, I can't see. write. Uh, um,
2: so we had our second test uh, from the Skine Witch. Uh, test de, And we went the fuck back in time. Probably. We didn't, no one actually succeeded in finding that out. Yeah. Uh, somebody could have rolled a much better Arcana check.
3: <laughs> I couldn't have. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> I was pointing at myself for everyone oh, okay. not watching this on YouTube. Um, uh, basically, uh, we were sent back to uh, where Pyroscale, the red dragon who lives in the uh, drylands, my map is on the floor, um, <laughs> was just a little baby. He was, just a, mining?
0: He was just a little baby wormling.
2: Little baby. Uh, people were mining adamantine in the uh mountains in. The but north. were they? Well, that's what
1: that's we th- the think what they we were assumed. doing.
0: We assume. Uh, All you really know is that you found yourself in a mine, and within that mine, there were veins of adamantine. Though, yes. as I did note, the adamantine looked untouched.
2: Yes. It did. It did look untouched. Maybe my notes were not as fantastic as I thought they were. Um, (laughs) But uh, so, yeah, Pyrescale, you know, popped out and presumably, well, maybe he didn't kill everyone, but that super big fire giant probably did. Um, Uh And then we fought and killed that super big fire giant. uh,
0: You did? I was very impressed. Without
2: much help from the B team.
0: Well, look, Valor showed up. Valor!
2: Yeah, he he help. he's yeah, the he only the cool one.
0: <laughs> well, because it, it turned out that as you call them the B-Team, I mean, who? Would, why would you call them that? Yeah, who would it's do that, Mike? Who, who
1: invented that uh, derogatory <laughs> name we, for them? <laughs>
2: before we started recording.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the B-Team was, of course, also somewhere within this killbox of fire that you found yourselves in in the charcoal pines north of the drylands and it's there that you came across this crazed fire giant that yes you indeed did fight and kill no thanks to the vast majority of the other threadless which included the pale-skinned necromantic gnome Talila, the minotaur monk judah The Strange eladrin Ranger, Camion, and this one did help you, and that is the Tiefling Eldritch Knight, Valor.
2: My boy. Uh, Uh, So Lila had had charmed baby Pyrescale, though, which was pretty pretty badass. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Also, re scary fire giant. He hated Grawl for some yeah. reason. Did we ever figure that out? Well,
3: I mean, me as yeah. a player knows, player, yeah. but yeah, character, character character know. we do. Yeah. That's
4: yeah. <laughs> Grawl knows that there is an eternal struggle between the hobgoblins and giants. Um, yeah, they're just not friends. They had there's a land dispute. Some people want that land. Uh, mostly the giants and hobgoblins like killing things, namely giants. That so, is true. You know, all true facts. Yeah. yeah.
2: Cherish also had a run-in with uh, a little, a fun, a fun little friend uh, named the Lesser. Oh yeah, the Lesser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at first, I thought it was a spider, which was awful. But then it turned out it was just a regular bug, so it was fine. Uh, and then it turned into a rat, which is even better.
0: And then at the very end, it turned into an imp.
2: Yeah, which eh, you know, I could go either way on. Oh, and I—I I don't know if this is what Olivia's gonna say, but it if, is
1: what I was gonna say.
2: Yes, tieflings don't ping as aberration or as uh, abominations fiends. or what as fiends, uh, unless
0: your with, GM uh, tells you they do.
2: Oh, oh, Huh. oh, dang. Huh. I was going to apologize
3: huh. Let's, to let's ponder this for a while. I was going
2: to apologize to anyone uh, who
0: Who's uh, a gave a
2: shit about it, but now you can all fuck off.
0: Because nice. if you had done it again, it. perhaps Valor wouldn't have. Who knows? We may oh, never
2: know. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Great. I'm glad we <laughs> cleared that up. Yeah. So, uh, so glad. So glad. Okay, this is cool.
1: definitely not going to do anything to our friendship. <laughs> nope.
2: Friendship. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Um, yeah, and I saw a big, a big other uh, horned person uh, at the end of the test.
0: It's true. The lesser's boss, presumably. Yes. Uh, who that is and what their nature is still remains to be seen. All you know is that both this large devilish figure and the lesser were there to observe the child.
2: Yes. Which what, ostensibly is me.
0: As far as you know. Yeah. Though there were fine. two tieflings in this trial, That's so... True. Who knows?
2: Could be either one.
3: But yes.
1: Yeah, but the other one's on the B-team.
2: <laughs> He's not even a protagonist.
3: <laughs> probably not even important. <laughs> it's not even a player character
0: yeah (laughs) the gm will remember this Um...
2: (laughs) and that's what you missed on material components
0: it's true so since then again a year has passed since the last trial we are now approaching the first days of the Third Maker Festival since you were approached by the Skane witch, which I was corrected on the pronunciation of that it is pronounced Skane, not Skine. So oh.
5: okay,
0: good to know.
4: Okay, I care a lot more now.
0: Good. I'm glad I can help invest you. So, what have your characters been up to in that year since the last trial?
4: We all had a fun year. Oh yeah. Um yeah. Uh so um they all decided to seek out uh some training, I guess, um, because he was tired of getting his ass handed to him by giant fire giants. <laughs> uh, so he sought the help of other hobgoblins in, in uh Stormhaven and he found a a hobgoblin mercenary by the name of Brog. Um yeah, Brog uh, basically told him uh he would trade alcohol for training. And uh, yeah. Grawl's got some extra coins, so he paid for lots and lots of alcohol, and Brog uh, accepted. Uh, so they went to train every day, and basically the training was, don't get hit. That was yeah. it. He would come out him with, like, <laughs> a polearm or a sword or what have you, and whoop Grawl's ass and just yell don't get hit all the time. Grawl didn't like that. Um, Grawl feeling like he was getting the short end of the stick when he was actually getting the long end of the stick very often um (laughs) uh (laughs) jokes um (laughs) uh got mad at brog and lashed out with like magic and stuff like that things that uh he wasn't really supposed to do um so brog called the training off and then the next day uh came back with some extra stuff and uh Started doing his own magicy fun fun stuff. Uh,
0: Turns out up the challenge Brog level. was magic too. Yeah, yeah. We Brog was magic the, the whole time, everyone but
4: me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you <laughs> might have some magic.
2: Magic was the brog we made along the way.
0: No, <laughs> Sid, you are wielding a magic talking sword named Stormpiercer. Mean, Piercer. I guess well, we put it that way. <laughs> <yeah>. But
1: <laughs> in that in that sense, then everyone is magic. Oh,
0: just like real life.
5: Oh. Aww.
0: So, yes, Grawl, your training with the mysterious mercenary Brog ended abruptly as that uh, particular mercenary just one day up and didn't show up. Yeah, it was kind of sad.
4: But, like, Grawl's used to being on his own, so it was kind of like losing a little bit of a mentor, but at the same time, he didn't feel, like, entirely bad about it. Um, So instead, he decided to pick up a quest uh, from a local, like guild board and saw that uh his his buddy valor was hanging out uh, at the same guild board and the two of them decided to go on a little adventure into uh the nearby woods to kill boars for a uh (laughs) one of the feasts um yes they were in the woods killing boars
1: nothing better than this and of course that
0: adventure ended with the two of you overcoming a an eruption of dire boars. It seems as though the dire plague of the Eastwood has spread much closer than anticipated, for the woods just outside of Stormhaven should have been a safe place for the creatures of the woodlands, but the tidings that Grawl and Valor bring back to the city would have people believe otherwise. Yup.
4: We overcame. It was awesome. I learned how to use Misty Step don't get hit it's leveling up is great you should do it more often it is really
0: nice all right uh sid what was your Hmm. year like
3: um so um i continue my training with um the genasi um swordsman who i named cesario um he uh, uh cesario works for the bard's college um bard's guild thank you very much it is not a place Um, of learning
0: you have to be accredited to join
3: (laughs) right um and so basically what they do is they sort of they kind of like are bodyguards for like show like traveling shows um i think mike you talked about like rival uh like guilds or something like disputes your life with
0: cesario is one of the epic undertoned roadie you are there (laughs) behind the scenes in the darkness of these grand bards guild shows but never attracting attention to yourself because you're the ones keeping the fans back you're the ones making sure that no rival bands are trying to sneak in there and disrupt the show Mm-hmm. And you're also keeping at bay packs of marauding street artists. Because mm-hmm. this is Bard's Guild territory. You don't go bring in your clowning and street-performing to their mm-hmm. part of Stormhaven. Yeah. So... Wow.
1: This is classist as fuck. <laughs>
3: yeah. um,
2: I think a revolution is in order.
3: <laughs> people pay good
4: money for those not
3: yeah. um, So, So that's kind of like the general the The general gist of what I was doing um however uh, uh one particular evening i uh picked a fight with somebody as I'm known to do um and you gotta uh, stop Judah... doing that I mean it's just so much fun um and Judah the uh, minotaur monk um comes along he stops the fight uh however, the guards were still called um and they uh, arrest all three of us we are thrown into a jail um for a crime getting... you did not commit yes in a way um i mean i'm I'm vaguely responsible um
2: judah certainly did nothing wrong
3: judah certainly did he he did nothing wrong here um uh while while there i discovered that the um that the warden is like putting on illegal sort of uh fighting rings between inmates um and so I'm Sid, just like fuck this, I'm getting out of here. I try to convince Gi- Judah to do the same. Uh, however, he wants to help the inmates who are being treated unfairly, so he decides to stay. Sid just leaves. Um, but after he escapes, he feels bad about leaving Judah in there. Especially Baby steps. It's, Baby it's kind of, steps. It's kind of his fault that Judah's in there in the first place. Um, so he went and talked to Cesario about it, and the two of them. Uh, basically expose the warden uh, and get him fired and uh, get
0: you out of the prison. And the warden definitely well, doesn't swear vengeance and definitely won't be back. He will never be seen again. No.
3: Probably not. Uh, yeah, and that's that's pretty much what I've what I've
0: been doing. All right. What was Cherish's year like?
2: Um, it was it was pretty good. I mean, it was pretty good. Um. Uh, she was kind of, uh, a little more freaked out than one, like, than before, I guess, after the, the second trial. Um, the whole...
0: (laughs) After the first trial, you mean?
2: No, the second one.
0: You're more freaked out after the second trial than the first trial?
2: Well, I'm not sure freaked out is the right word, but just, like, she's like, okay, like, I'm more desperate to know what's going on. Hmm. Like, like this whole the lesser thing, like she assumed the lesser was talking about her, and like all this fire stuff, and her mom, and Cania, and all this stuff. And so she, like the day after the test, she writes a letter to the old mage, um, and gets, and well, not an immediate response, but pretty close to it. Um, and uh, Zinerva is like, "Hey, I didn't realize that." your whole ish was, like, extra planar, that changes stuff. Um, and offers to teach her personally, more or less.
0: If I may. Yeah. Hey, I didn't realize your whole ish was, like, extra planar and stuff, so I'm totally <laughs> going to agree to train you. Like, Just that. like that. I'm pretty sure, Just yeah.
2: like that. I'm pretty sure it was word for word. Oh. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> You're welcome.
2: That probably sounded really bad Um, okay So Um That's gonna get me through the rest of this week Uh Um So, uh, Cherish Learns some stuff about the valley That I'm gonna Mostly keep to myself for now Um, but Kind of uh, stuff that is Relevant is um, There are these things called realm scars That are openings that pop up In the valley to uh, other planes Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is Probably how Cherish was Smuggled into the material plane Um, And the Guardian guilds uh, have certain Members that are responsible For finding these realm scars uh, Around the valley so that uh, Other people like Camion apparently can go and close them. It's true, um, and that's their their secret mission. Um, so there's one that pops up in Stormhaven while Cherish is there for the year, and so uh, she and Camion go on a little romp to go find to go and close it, and they fight some Umber Umberfay, and they stop a like Winter Apocalypse from entering uh, Stormhaven, and. Uh, now I have a social with Camion, and it was great, and we had a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) Yes, you adventured with the Eladrin Ranger Camion. Their whole seasonally-based jam seems to revolve around uh, being a bit cold and standoffish most of the time, and Hmm. the only time you saw them turn to summer was when they were in the midst of slaughter.
2: Yeah, which... That's a lot to unpack, but I'm glad yeah. that they were having a good time.
1: I love the B team so flag. much, right? <laughs>
2: pretty
5: sure
0: <laughs> we're the B team. And, <laughs> oh yeah. my God, what if
3: we're the B team? <laughs> oh, no.
0: We're the C team. Dude. No, no, no. Different <laughs> no, podcast. Different, show. Different, different, different podcast.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> um, so uh, working with and then also working with Zernerva over the year, um, Cherish also learned some things about her. Just that she's kind of weird. Uh, mostly, that she just, she talks weird and she doesn't touch things or be touched.
0: Yes, close proximity to the old mage has revealed that she is a bit of an odd duck, and that is something you've come to expect from wizards and magic users as a whole. They tend to have their own little quirks and different sensibilities about things, but Zenerva, in particular has some strange... Ticks, if you will.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and Cherish also uh, apprenticed herself to a jeweler uh, that she had admired uh, at the Makers Festival in previous years. Uh, a fox, an older fox folk named Shemeshka, mm-hmm. and um, she's the best. She's a little crabby, I'm imagining, mm-hmm. um, but she is also like, like the cool aunt. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely, uh, and she runs an upscale shop in the bad part of town.
0: Yes, uh, Stormhaven in Nightside, which is the yeah. shadowed Ooh. part of the eastern side of Stormhaven, in the shadow of um, of the of the Old Haven Wall. There is a, a shadowed part of town which, just on the outside of, is the beginnings of the Eastwood, which is where Grawl and Valor hunted their boars. But there is a small cliff face on the edge of Nightside that looks out over this wide expanse of forest. But it is near the edge of that cliff face, overlooking the very edge of the city itself, where this old foxwoman makes her abode and creates pieces of specialized jewelry for... um, indiscriminate I'm sure it's fine yes she produces only been... the highest quality of goods
2: yeah, yeah.
3: it's probably
1: yeah it's probably I don't even nothing
3: go... I don't even go to night side so that's saying something <laughs>
0: it's darker it's spooky so last but not least Tirza how was Tirza's year
1: <laughs> sad Tirza just has sad years when she's not with you guys, she's just not having a good time. Um so as as the last episode ended, for all of you people who are binging, uh <laughs> you, you know that that uh Nata and uh Tirza got into sort of a sort of a scuffle um because it turns out that Nata has been um, trying to like keep my thoughts pure and not let me communicate with my friends. Um, so I had been writing le- a bunch of letters to all of y'all, uh, the past year, and Neta has been not not letting you receive them. Um, so we have have a big old big old fight, and then Neta tells me, um tells me a story about why she has stayed with the Jarashir and why she left adventuring and why she does the things she does and Tirza, even though Tirza is so, so the 13-year-old righteous rage mad can't help but understand um and she f- yeah she forgives Nata because Nata is the closest thing to a parent that she has um and continues on with her last her last uh year of the hajtri with Nata, um who is now mike you said keeping the influence of the Scaled Council to a minimum? Does that just mean, like,
0: yeah. they're not involved at all? Mostly it means that Tirz's time in Pashbari, the last of the four Bari villages out in the dry lands, is a time of, not disconnection from the Jarashir, because you're still in the community of the Faith but it is a disconnection from the high standards that Tirza was kept to for so long because of your forge bond with your auger with this holy relic yeah
1: that's kind of kind of how i was how i was thinking about it um probably way less uh like duties as a religious figure and more just like being a kid (laughs) Um, for the
0: first time in a long time Tirza is allowed to just be a child essentially and while she still has responsibilities among the Jarashir because within the Bari there is no one who doesn't pull their weight it is a community that Keeps to itself and, as such, Has needs to be, to be... self-sufficient. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and makes some other friends who, Mike, because I just came up with that, I'm gonna send you their name. Okay. Um, she also runs into the last member of the B team, Talila, who I don't know why she was there because tears a is super creeped out by her um
0: you have every right to be
1: secret it's actually olivia who's super creeped out by her uh and during during this time that she is here uh tirza manages to convince her to not um start an undead (laughs) rising situation
0: look she like, was just bringing the corpses out for a good airing. That's all that's, she wanted to do. Maybe a little dance?
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Listman just did the thriller, and so did Cass and Reed. I do not stoop to such...
2: <laughs> oh, no. Low-hanging
1: fruit. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I just completely ruined Delilah's fun, and now Tirza's like, great, I have a social connection with her, and we can never speak again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say, one of the people who you made contact with over the last year was from an unexpected corner, and whether or not you realize the connection to this person by the end of the year, I'll leave to you. But a certain half-orc young man with a large hammer... Uh, comes to work the mines just outside the Bari, and while Jet never takes part in the the worships or the, the ceremony of the Jarashir, he does his part to keep the community strong and safe for a little while. He seems to have dedicated himself to whatever the hardest task is at hand.
1: D- uh, does he ever say his name to me? Because if he does, then... Tears is like, oh my god, you're church's boyfriend! <laughs> <laughs> it's probably awkward for both parties. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> You've yeah. never seen someone go from green to red so quickly. <laughs> it's like uh, brown. God. It's like mixing mixing colors. He is a flashing Christmas wheel. light of oh, my bright god. shame. One of
1: One of my flaws is I am rather blunt with others and that might scare them. <laughs>
0: Uh, Anyway, that's my ear Alright, so
2: Speaking of which, I think that Cherish I forgot, I totally forgot to mention this But she probably does uh, Like write letters home Both to Kalkin and like including a letter For Jet in there, at least a couple Of them I haven't forgotten about him
0: Alright, well neither have I
2: (laughs) I'm sure it's fine (laughs) It's good, it's fine
0: so, after a year has passed, the four of you have become stronger and better equipped to deal with the world around you. You know that soon enough you will face the third trial of the Skein Witch, though, in the time in between, you have gained your fourth level. Way to go! Yeah! Yay. yeah we did it! I am less squishy. Sw- less squishy indeed. Only slightly. On top of that, your bond with your Forge-Bonded item has again increased. You can now use their skill abilities four times per day. Way to go. And all of your Forge-Bonded items are now capable of more complex thought and feeling. They are better able to communicate what it is they feel and need, and they are also better capable of observing the world around them. So as opposed to just observing things through your minds or through your eyes, they might have a distinct take now on the world as they perceive it, not just how you perceive it. So if you need a second opinion on things, the opinions of your forge-bonded items are now available, except for Grawl.
4: You could. I was just gonna say I could be all of your forge bound items, and you guys could just ask <laughs> me for my opinion. Mm, no thanks. I'll, I'll let out. you know.
2: You usually give it out anyway, so.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's unavoidable. Uh, I'll grunt once for yes, and grunt two for <laughs> also yes.
0: So yes, on the first day of this year's Maker Festival, where do you all find yourselves?
2: Um, I have mine ready, Uh, so I'm just gonna go. Uh, I just, I know, we talked about this at the Halloween party, I am just gonna typecast myself as the freaking teacher's pet horrible one. Um, so Cherish is probably helping Shemeshka set up her, her stuff. Mm. Um, uh, I'm sure that Cherish has made her own stuff over the year, but I'm not sure if she's, like... She's probably not going to be like, oh, I'm selling stuff at the Maker Festival, because she's like, you know, I'm going to be KO'd on day three, so it's like <laughs> not really that, it's not really, or day four, so it's not really worth it. Um, But she's probably helping Shemeshka set up uh, her stuff. Okay. Wherever it is that she sets up her shop.
0: She sets up her shop at her shop. She has a shop. She doesn't need to set up a booth. Unlike many of the merchants who stream into Stormhaven for the Maker Festival, those who have established businesses never bother setting up in the Dustwater District for a booth. They have a storefront. Oh, okay. Nightside is an interesting district of Stormhaven in that very few of those parades of children happen on through this part of town.
2: that's fair, probably. Um...
0: So, Shemeshka, when the Maker Festival is rolling around, at first she doesn't know what you're talking about. Oh. And she has to be reminded that, yeah, there's a yearly five-day festival where kids wander around, and eventually she goes, Oh, yes, of course. Whatever. And seems completely unconcerned with the Maker Festival.
2: Well, then, just kidding. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Cherish probably, like, you know, works at the shop for as many hours as she's, you know, been uh, approved to apprentice there, I guess.
0: Four or five a day.
2: Four or five a day. Um, And then probably heads to Omatep's shop, actually. Okay. To see if, like, I don't know. Because I don't know if Kalkin's going this year, but...
0: You received a letter saying Kalkin would be doing her usual thing out in the Dustwater District. Yeah. Uh, Grawl, Sid, Tirza, where do you find yourselves on the first day of the Maker Festival?
3: Um, I think that I am... I, I'm sure there are, like, performances. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so I'm probably working one of those at the moment um, okay. with Cesario.
0: <clears throat> Trying to keep a low profile, but... And again, Cesario is not one to keep a low profile. He is this flamboyant air genasi with a bit of a a roguish grin and an eye patch. He always has this short sword at his waist that he never draws and Mm -hmm. always seems to just, like, bat people over the head with the sheath if he ever needs to. But... (laughs) He's constantly attracting the looks of ladies as they're wandering past, and you're never sure if he's blinking or winking at people. Again, the eye patch makes it very difficult to tell. <laughs>
3: hard. Either way, it's very charming.
0: But as he's just leaning up against one of these railings, he'll look to you and say, Sid, my boy, why don't you just go? Go? Just give me a perception check. Oh, God.
5: Uh
3: not great. Um seven.
0: He takes you by the shoulders and he says Sid, my boy, one day you will know of the finer things in life wine, women and song. Today though, today is not that day, and I'm going to need you to just walk on, my good son, walk on.
3: Um do I do I get the hint?
0: I mean, you
3: don't know what
0: the immediacy of him telling you to leave is, Mm -hmm. but you get the hint. He's telling you to leave.
3: It's like, uh, uh, okay, I don't really have anything to do. I guess I'll just kind of look around. Uh,
0: It's the Maker Festival. I'm sure there is thousands of things you could be doing.
3: Yeah, okay. All right. Well, have fun doing whatever
0: you're or whoever, you're...
3: I gotta go. Bye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he laughs, and as he lets go of your shoulder, you see his arm literally in the same position, just swoop around and grab the shoulders of this woman who's clearly been making eyes at him this whole time that you were unaware of.
5: So smooth. God damn it.
4: She's also wearing an eye patch on the opposite eye from him, (gasps) so they're meant for each
0: other.
5: They're soulmates.
0: (laughs) Yes, and as... Cesario leads his pirate queen away. Where do you head? <laughs>
3: um, I guess I'm just walk. <laughs> I guess I'm just kind of like checking out like shows, see if there's like any circuses, like any kind of like you know, feats of like acrobatic, uh, uh, I don't know, um, sort of circus kind of weird things. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. Cool. Grawl, where do you find yourself at the beginning of the Maker Festival?
4: Uh, Grawl is chasing a small street urchin who has, uh, nabbed his coin purse off of his belt. Um, Comes is... full circle. <laughs> yeah, well, um, he's trying not to Eldritch Blast the back of this child's head, um, although he wants his money back, so- Baby steps. <laughs> yeah, baby steps. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, for a street urchin who is, like, a third the size of him- Thinking in baby steps, this kid should be really slow. He's not.
0: Give me an athletics check. Mm -hmm.
5: Okay.
0: Uh, Twelve. Twelve. So, you are trying like heck to chase after this small child, but... Like some kind of squirrel, this kid is just slipping through the crowd, and you're having to shoulder check through people, saying, Give me back my wallet! <laughs> Tirza, yep. as you're coming in along the Dust Wave Road into the Dust Water District, you hear the unmistakable shouts of Grawl over the crowd.
1: I was. That's so funny because if you would ask me what I was doing, I was like, "I'm walking in the opposite direction." Um, I will make a note uh, without Nata, I've asked her if I can be by myself this this year and kind of explore Stormhaven
0: by myself. <laughs> and she has at least agreed to let you wander the city by yourself. She accompanied you to the city, mm-hmm. and she tells you if you need her, she'll be at the Wandering Rose. But beyond that, you are allowed free reign. Yeah. <laughs> um. And you see a can- small child slipping through the crowd directly ahead of you, with people just behind them shouting and being knocked out of the way.
1: Can I I can tell that it's girl's voice?
0: Um, it's pretty distinct. Yeah,
1: I kinda figured. Um can I
0: That and you'd see the big handle of the great sword bobbing through <laughs> the crowd. Yeah.
1: Can I catch this kid? Is it is he within catching catching range? I
0: think you would also need to give me an athletics check. Roll well. I... I
4: totally shouldn't have said he took my entire wallet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is a, uh, sorry I'm bad at math, 15.
0: Fifteen is what you needed. (laughs) And you snatch this kid that's running past in this strange mirror of the first Maker Festival. Your armored hand grabs this kid by the back of the shirt, and like he comes (laughs) jerking to a stop as Grawl comes out of the crowd.
1: Uh... (laughs) <laughs> now there, young man,
0: what are you doing? I ain't doing nothing. Hobgoblin's chasing me.
1: And why is the hobgoblin chasing you?
0: Because he's a hobgoblin and they chase kids.
1: Well, hmm. <laughs> this I... this one might. <laughs> might. Uh. <laughs> Hello, Grawl.
4: <laughs> uh, uh, he's so fast. He's so fast.
0: Tirza, how old are you now? I am
1: 14!
0: Alright. Grawl, Tirza seems to have gone through a little bit of a growth spurt in the last year. She has sort of bulked out a little bit, grown taller, and that little 12-year-old you remember staring you down as you tried to chop an old man to pieces is standing for you (laughs) a bit more grown, a bit more confident.
4: So... If I was to have to kill another old man, she (laughs) she would understand now. She has (laughs) not understand where I'm coming from. Um, Okay. Uh, uh, I'm kind of winded from this. Uh, Was not expecting to exercise today. Um, Yeah. uh, Grawl will say, like, the punk took my money. Give it back, or he's going to be two punks.
0: Didn't take nothing I... he's lying he's a hobgoblin, miss
1: <laughs> He might be a hobgoblin, but he's not a liar. I'd like you to give him back his coin purse.
0: I'm going to need some kind of persuasion roll.
1: I can fucking do that, oh man. Mm. <laughs>
4: That's a one, isn't it?
1: It's not a one, but it's a two. Uh oh, but it makes it becomes a six.
0: Okay. Um the kid uh begins to shout, "Help! Help! I'm being kidnapped!" And people in the crowd begin to turn and look at the two of you.
5: Ooh.
1: Uh grawl <clears throat> Uh, and I, sh- I think I kind of hold him out a little bit from me and go, uh, take what's yours and let's get out of here.
4: So, uh, I'm going to take the child by the scruff of, uh, no, that's what I meant. no, 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 I got this, I got this. Um, see here. take what is and... yours. Yeah, I'm going to try to intimidate <laughs> like, this fool. Call him ah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, see here. Oh, grave ooh, miscalculation. Ooh, okay. Yeah plus five is <laughs> is 24. Uh, okay. 24 what? I'm gonna try and intimidate this fool.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Alright, so you grab him by the opposite shoulder that Tirza has, and as you just lean down, your pale face, getting in real close, and you leer at this child, and just snarl, you might want to give it back. And, Tirza, you see a small puddle forming at the base <gasps> of this child. No! He also stole my water bottle. (laughs) (laughs) And with a shaking hand, the kid holds up your wallet.
4: I take it, and then I pat him on the head.
0: And he just sort of lets out a small meep, and as soon as you let go, he, like, tugs away from Tirza and scampers off into the crowd.
1: Oh! Oh no, I was gonna give him money!
0: (laughs) Don't give him money!
4: He tried to take mine!
1: I know, um, he needs it!
4: Oh, no, that'll be fine. As he's yelling away, I'm gonna yell at him. You're lucky I wasn't hungry today. <laughs>
1: oh no! <laughs> he doesn't mean that!
0: I super mean that. Grawl, this is how stereotypes start.
1: Yeah! <laughs> and also, that's so mean!
4: <laughs> what if I'm that had been one? baby Sid? So? He's an adult? Now, I would've been fine. Yeah, he would've been fine, see? They grow up just fine. He's got a magic sword. Maybe he'll get a magic sword. Maybe he'll get two magic swords. Two no, I'm
3: saying if it was me, I wouldn't have gotten caught.
5: <laughs> Except you did!
3: Mm. Yeah, but you're not Netta, so...
5: Oh,
1: shit. <laughs> Alright, damn, okay. <laughs> Hi, girl, it's good to see you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah? <laughs> as as it goes. yeah. Mm.
5: Yes. Uh, what do you-
1: what- what have you been doing in the city?
4: Um, I was chasing a child, you stopped the child, I got my money back. That's what I've been doing.
1: Verbose, as always. Uh... Mm. Are you on your way to find the others? I was gonna go look for Cherish.
4: I guess we're on our way to go find Cherish, then.
1: Okay. <laughs> And that's what we do.
0: Alright. So, eventually, at least three of you convene over at Duskwalker Import and Export. Established. And you find that same strange sign that seems to have been made up of, ripped up other signs, plastered along one building. Tirza, if you're not going crazy the location of this store has moved in the past year or so
1: but it doesn't look like it's moved been like he's changed storefronts it looks like it's just
0: you could have sworn it was on a different street
1: Ugh! Oh, thanks i hate it
0: <laughs> Cherish and grawl you're less concerned you know that if you go looking for duskwalker import and export tm you eventually find it and it's generally somewhere in the north side of Mason's way and it's just sort of one of those weird, quirky features of the city that yeah, maybe it is two streets to the left next week, but you can always usually find it. Yeah. It's not
4: it's it's hard to miss. It's kind of ugly. (laughs) Even by my standards.
0: (laughs) Which are low. And as you approach the store, you see that several long tables have been set up, sort of haphazardly out in front of the store. It almost blocks the road, but it's just, like, presenting enough gaps to where people can sort of worm their way through these tables. No cart traffic is getting through this road on this day, if Omatep has anything to say about it. It's
1: as far into the road as permits will allow. <laughs>
2: Mm -hmm. and maybe farther. Yeah.
3: Maybe a little bit further, yeah.
0: Because it is as you approach, you see Omatep gesticulating wildly out in front of his store with an impatient-looking man holding a clipboard standing in front of him. Oh. (laughs) And Omatep says, No, no, I swear, I have the permits. Just follow me into my store. I'm sure we can sort this all out. Uh, Our head of filing, Alexander, I'm sure has everything worked out. If you will just follow my monkey into the store, we can sort this out, no problem. And...
2: Um, Cherish probably uh, just walks right up and, uh, like, says hello to Omotep, and hello to whoever the strange man is.
0: Ned Sneedley, uh public services director. <laughs> uh, Ned. The worst.
2: Um. What's going on?
0: As Ned is being led away by a small black and white capuchin monkey holding one of his fingers, walking him into the store, Omatep turns to you and says, Oh, greatest thing! We are having a clearance sale! I am trying to clear ants out of the store, so while I do that, all of my objects are out here on the road.
2: That's probably good. Ants can be a big problem.
0: Especially ones the size of dogs, yes.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Understandable. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So, yes, welcome, welcome to my clear ants sale. <laughs> is, um, is it spelled clearance, is, though? It is no. C L E A R A N T S.
2: Yeah, clear ants.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, is there anything good?
0: That is a very good question. Uh, to answer no, I question, I wish I was there.
4: I am going to is, my Dungeon Master's
1: Is master Ned Sneadly going to get fed to some giant ants?
0: That's, that's my only question. That's the impression I'm getting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I came over here to try to convince him to go into the store.
0: It's not not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I'm going to do with the handy-dandy Dungeon Master's Guide is roll on some magic item tables, and we'll see what you find outside of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. And, of course, you can find the list of strange and curious magical items that I have made up myself with the help of some lovely people on Twitter over at materialcomponentsrpg.com slash Duskwalker. But for now, we'll just stick with the book.
1: We need a shameless plug graphic to just appear on the screen. <laughs> just a
0: star wipe on, on the screen. Yeah. yeah,
4: The rotating 3D cube from That's... PowerPoint. <laughs> there we go.
0: Alright, so A couple of things catch your eye, Cherish And you're probably inspecting a few of these As Tirza and Grawl approach On one table, there is a long rack of weapons That are sort of similar to some of the things That Kalkon has made over the years But of a strange and unique quality All their own because while Kalkan creates some very fine masterwork weaponry, none of it is of a particularly magical persuasion. Yeah. These items, though, these items are something special. Because you see two different weapons. One is a long scimitar with a blade approaching so fine a point as to be nearly invisible. Mm -hmm. You can see it held up on a rack, and it appears to be about half an inch off the rack, so, like, you need to lean down and really look at it from an angle to see that the blade actually does keep going that inch, but from directly on, it looks as though it's almost invisible a quarter of an inch away from the blade. Damn. Buy it.
1: I want that scimitar.
0: Get two of them.
1: (laughs) Tears' birthday is coming up. No, it's not.
0: (laughs) The other weapon you see is a long-handled hammer. The hammerhead itself is crafted in such a way that it appears to be an angry dwarf's face. And the beard forms the hammerhead itself, and the back end of the hammer is just a scowling dwarf face. But... The metal that the hammer is made of is distinctly familiar, as Grawl pointed it out during last year's trial, and that is adamantine. So this is a very good-looking hammer.
2: Dang.
0: The last Uh, thing on this table that Mm -hmm. you inspect, and at first you do not believe it is a weapon of any kind, but as soon as you lay your hands on it, the magic inherent in this staff lets you know otherwise. Because as soon as you touch it, a small ripple of flame runs across the length of this staff. And you can see that the head of it is a blackened, charcoaled wood that is very familiar. So it looks as though this is a staff made from some kind of petrified or burnt-out tree from the charcoal pines that has been imbued with dragon flame.
2: Oh, damn. Because I was going to say, unless any of this stuff is a dagger, a dart, a sling, a quarterstaff, or a light crossbow, I can't use it. But it sounds like this is a staff that I can use. How much does it cost?
0: Probably a lot. Uh, there is As no price all... tag, no. but yes, Grawl and tears Tirza, you approach.
1: Cherish! Hello!
2: Oh my gosh, Tirza! It's so good to see you.
1: It's good to see you as well. I, I'm I've 22. missed you.
2: I missed and, you too.
1: And uh, girls here too. I, <laughs> oh, I brought yeah. them with
5: me.
4: I'm standing on the other side of the street, leaning on like an alleyway corner, waving.
2: <laughs> oh. Um. I am almost asked what brings you to Stormhaven, but that's a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, ooh, you should look at this scimitar. I found some really cool things. Uh Omotep is having a clear ants sale. His store is overrun with ants, so all of his stuff is out here. Uh they're really big ants.
1: Does does he need
0: help with that? Omatep, do you hmm? do and you, he's do you need help with your ants? He he is off to the side shystering like he does.
2: Yeah.
0: And he mm-hmm. says uh, hold on a moment, and he bustles over and he's like, "Ah, Tirza!" And he looks across the street and growl over there, Don't think I don't see you. <laughs> I put
4: the hand over my eyes like he's at me. like he, if I do that, he won't recognize me, and he says,
0: "I'm sorry, what was your question, young Tirza? Do
1: you need help to clear your ants? <laughs> oh
0: no, 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 no. Alexander has it all in hand, I assure you. He needs exercise from time to time. It's fine.
2: Okay. All right. Omatep, how much is the staff? I love it.
0: Oh, what you have there is a staff of fire. Very nice. Very nice. I imported it myself from the drylands, you know. Mm -hmm. And by myself, I mean I hired someone to go chop down a tree out there where there are dragons. (laughs) That is very dangerous. (laughs) I know. A staff you hold? I'm familiar
2: with your whole thing.
0: Oh. (laughs) So you don't want the spiel then?
2: Well, I, I mean, you know. No, no, it's like, fine. I don't,
0: you know. I tried to make it a little presentational, give be people so a show. Many
2: people to give the I, spiel to today, you're, okay? You're
0: not wrong. And he sort <laughs> of like dejectedly looks down at the staff and like pokes it, and he's just like, <sighs> "The price, right? The price. Um, fa- friends and family discount, of course." Uh, you're looking at a very, very reasonable price of 10,000 gold. All
2: right, okay. That's, That's all right. kind of what I <laughs> All right, well, maybe someday. Thank you. You're welcome. And button. he waits
0: expectantly, like looking down at your wallet then back up at you.
2: <laughs> you know I don't have 10,000 gold.
0: I, I don't, actually. If you did suddenly, that would be great, and I would accept <laughs> it right now.
2: No, I know. I you know, if I if I had fifteen hundred, fifteen thousand 15000 golds, then I would buy this staff, but unfortunately, I only have, like, 400.
0: Oh. Well, better luck next time, then. It was good talking yeah. to you, and he just bustles away.
2: Yeah. I just sort of, like, drop the staff back on the table, just like, well, this is garbage in it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to tell you to look at the scimitar, but it's probably in the same price range.
1: I... Mm-hmm. Yes, I receive a stipend from the Jarashir, but I I don't have a job.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a cool scimitar, though. Oh, it is.
1: And Tirza kind of goes to put her finger on the very, very tip of the blade and goes like,
0: mm, womp, womp. And you're about a half inch away from the blade when you touch metal and you feel the sharpness prick your finger.
2: Oh, oh that's so cool. Right? <sighs>
0: So yes, Sid, Yes. while you are gallivanting (laughs) around the upper parts of the city looking for a good show, you eventually find yourself wandering into that same courtyard, not courtyard, town square, I guess, for lack of a better term, that fountained area where you inevitably find yourself at the end of each of the trials. It is a packed courtyard full of music and sound, but there is also a sense of expectation here that you've never felt in the past, and as you walk into the courtyard and sort of stop to appreciate that you've just randomly wound your way here, Mm. you see... at first you think it's Only by happenstance that every time you're glancing around that people are catching your eye. You do cut a dashing figure, after all. But after a minute or so, you realize that there are people here watching you, furtive gazes being cast your way, and the rumble of conversation as you pass. Never in front of you, conversation will dim and quiet as you walk past, but it will immediately begin... Again in harsh whispers as you walk away. Uh don't like that.
3: Um uh, I, I I don't have a cloak, but I wanna like I, like actually I don't even have a scarf. Damn, I need something to cover my head. I'm gonna go buy a cloak. <laughs> or a scarf or something. I don't I don't really want attention. Uh so I'm gonna go try and find something to cover cover my, my head.
0: Okay. Walking out of the square, a woman grabs your sleeve as you're walking out.
3: Ah. Let let go, please?
0: Can I I help you? I'm sorry, I just, I, I need to know, and she glances back, and there's a couple of other women on a corner that were clearly watching this conversation, and she says, You're one of them, right? One of what? The... Uh, the ones that get taken every year. Are you talking... Well, like... like The Threadless?
3: Is that what you're talking about? Oh, is that what you're called? Well, I don't know. What are you talking about? It's just... What have you heard?
0: Well, the, there are rumors that every mm-hmm. year a, a, a group of people just appear... Here in the square, at a certain point in the festival, and everyone seems to be talking about how they disappear, get taken, something no one quite knows. But it's been happening for a couple of years now. Can I tell you a secret? Yes. Can I lean in?
3: I'm one of them. You want to know what we do? Yes! We go! Well, actually... This is not a great setting. Let's, uh, actually, no.
0: Let's, is there some place to get food? There's probably a small cafe nearby. Oh, perfect. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, and I start, uh, and I start, I walk, sorry, who, uh, yeah, I walk over, and I'm like, well, Basically, we're kind of a big deal. Um, Maybe a minor celebrity, you might say. Uh, I don't say that, of course. I let my actions speak. You know, actions are louder than words. Uh, And we are summoned um, to uh, accomplish great feats of of strength, skill, um, of cunning. uh, Sid, basically
0: what I want to know is how much of the truth do you tell this woman?
3: I think that
1: let him role play mike
3: <laughs> i th- i think that he got to get to the trial i think that he's kind of making it a little bit more i mean it is fairly dramatic we literally fought a, a giant but i think he's um i think he's making it
0: even, uh, even a, a bit more hyperbolic he's being okay. a bit more hyperbolic yeah you're, um but there are definitely kernels of truth in there if i may you're getting a little ember light on the story
3: Yes, I'm drawing a little inspiration from various from various stories
4: of of Horatio Amberlite. Yeah, definitely. Were there in fact two giants, and they weren't this big, but they were this. Yeah. Big. Big. <laughs> uh, he may
3: have he may have had a a giant fortress with you know, mm-hmm. uh you know guards and uh, we were all giants of course, and we had to sneak in and um, of course convince. <laughs> Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Okay.
2: It was only by your cunning alone that we survived. Oh yes, yeah.
3: yeah. Well, I of course uh, convinced him to, uh, you know, to free us from 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 his, uh, yeah, imprisonment.
0: Well, of course, the the woman is suitably impressed by your tales, and you get the sense that word is getting around about what has been happening over the last three years. Perhaps it was unavoidable, though. There seems to be some misunderstandings about precisely the nature of what is going on, because (laughs) nobody knows what's going on. They know that a group of people appear every year in this little town square in the Dustway District. The Uh, Dustwater District, I should say. Dustwater District, yeah. And apparently, the descriptions of at least a few of you have gotten around. So... Oh, that's not necessarily
3: the best thing. And she um,
0: recognized you by the description of your sword. Oh, gotcha.
3: Um, okay, so so we're semi we're semi famous then. We're 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 you know people talk people talk about us. Um, seems that way. Gotcha. Okay. And
0: mostly she's curious about what your relationship with the old mage is.
3: Oh, well, she's, um, she, she doesn't talk much. She's mysterious. Um, and you know what? Like she doesn't have a lot to do with this. It's, it's really this other, she just kind of shows up and like tells us cryptic things. And it's supposed to be like, Ooh, super su- important. I, I don't know. Um, honestly, like, she, I mean, as far as I can tell, she hasn't really done anything to help me so far. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe she'll actually come into play later. I don't know. I can't see the future.
0: Okay. Um, my last question for you, Sid, is what are your intentions with this woman? Say that one more time. What are your intentions with this NPC? Um... I I mostly just want to uh,
3: talk about myself. Um, I don't have any ulterior motives, I think.
0: Okay. Except for talking
3: about yourself.
0: The motives don't have to be ulterior. I mean, she seems to be into you.
3: Yeah, yeah. um, I'm just not not really looking for anything at the moment. No romantic
0: dalliances. All right. Fair enough. Well. The first day of the Maker Festival passes with little aplomb. There is a great amount of fanfare and uh, pomp and circumstances. These parades of children are wandered through the Dustwater District, Mason's Way, Green Terrace, Old Haven, and Hall Hill. Though, again, not through Nightside. Fair. And more than once, the four of you see that really special moment when a child will scurry towards a a storefront or a booth where some item will call out to them and those blue-gray sparks of energy will leap out between the person and their soon-to-be-forge-bonded item. It is something as natural as breathing here in the Tempest Rest Valley and it's sort of bittersweet For you, Grawl, seeing all of this, and constantly you're reminded of that harsh, brutal moment in your childhood where that piece of scaled armor called out to you behind that grated barrier in the bulwark of bone, and you were repeatedly told no.
4: Grawl's sad. Debating whether or or not Grawl wants to start talking. Very simply. grow Sad. No. That's not gonna happen. (laughs)
0: Um, But the next two days of the Maker Festival grow more and more tense, both among yourselves and within the city itself. There is a sense of expectation about this festival that wasn't there in years previous. As you carouse with different people, meet with Omatep and Calcon and Neta, you begin to learn that rumors have begun to spread throughout the city of something happening. You're not sure what the old mage has done to quash or encourage these rumors. All you know is that there are people who are taken throughout the city and then return to a very specific point the end of differing days of the festival. Reports of what is actually going on is varied and wildly inaccurate in some cases, though you do hear a few rumors that are increasingly close and troublingly near to the truth.
1: Can Is it possible for us to use these rumors to find the B-Team?
0: They make themselves known pretty easily. In fact, it's not hard to make contact with them prior to the fourth day of the festival. The cool. only one we- that is a little out of touch is Camion. You're not sure where they got to. Mm-hmm. The other one you don't know about is the unnamed woman, who you've seen several times now. At the end of each of the trials. Yeah.
1: She's really not
2: having a good time. No.
1: She's no. one of the ones that I was hoping to be able to find, but okay.
0: <laughs> right. As you don't know her name or... I mean, you have a decent description of her. She is a middle-aged human woman, blonde hair, but it's tough to find someone in a metropolis like Stormhaven. Yeah. Especially if that someone doesn't want to be found. And as we move to the fourth day of the Maker Festival and the beginning of the third trial, I think that's where we'll take our break. Thank God. And when we come back, we shall have our trial. Yay! Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings, my friend, and welcome to the street just outside of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. I am, of course, Omatep Duskwalker, the owner and proprietor of the store I just mentioned. I see that my clear ant sale has drawn you over to inspect my fine wares. Oh, you have a very good eye. That metal barrel is no metal barrel, my friend. Because you see, when I flip this switch here, it reveals its true form. As the apparatus of Qualish. Now, I do not know who Qualish is or why they made this apparatus. What I do know is that barrel can fit at least two medium humanoids inside, or five gnomes if you're feeling frisky and happen to be a gnome. Inside you will find a series of levers that when activated, reveal that the device is in fact a vehicle that kinda looks like a crab if I'm gonna be honest. But when it sprouts its legs and claws, it can shuffle forward at the movement speed of an astounding, 30 feet. It can also swim at that speed as well. This apparatus can do it all. Move forward and backward. Make abrupt 90 degree turns. Attack or grapple your foes with its massive pincer arms that extend from the front. Also, it includes power windows, so you know, that's nice. This here apparatus was only ever driven to the market on Sundays by a little old cleric out in the country. So with barely any miles on it, I would be happy to part ways with it for a mere paltry sum of a 100,000 gold. Eh? No? Eh, you don't know what you're missing out on. Anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When we last left our heroes, they were winding towards their third trial on the fourth day of the Maker Festival. And as the fourth day dawns, a somewhat familiar experience takes all of you, and that is that you wake up in an unfamiliar location.
5: Texas.
3: (laughs) It's worse than I
0: thought. As uh, (laughs) you... As you find yourself coming to consciousness, you feel the hard, cold grit of sand beneath your bodies as you open your eyes and slowly push yourselves up, finding yourselves fully clad in your adventuring gear and staring out over the azure blue waters of Lake Quellio.
3: I have no idea where this is. I've never
0: been here. Looking around, you see that the other Threadless are waking up beside you. You see Valor, the Tiefling, Judah, the Minotaur, Talila the Gnome, and Camion the Eladrin, as well as that human woman. Though as soon as you look around and begin like, gathering yourselves to answer whatever call to adventure has come upon you now, that woman screams as loud as humanly possible in a sound that is painful to hear it is the sort of scream that you can tell is tearing at the larynx and trachea and she immediately begins sprinting away from the sands of the beach onto a wooded hillside bye Uh,
3: does anybody know what's up with that should we chase her? Should we make sure she doesn't die? Is that, is that something we should do?
2: I think so.
4: <laughs> I'm good with people. I'll go get her.
3: <laughs> when you're not hungry.
4: Right, right. You weren't there for that. You- oh, <laughs> right. Sorry.
2: Um, she's sprinting, though, Like, so it's, it's probably going to so be really sprinting. hard to catch up to her. Nose goes um i'm going to like shout after her like like wait we should we should stay together
0: she doesn't appear to be listening awesome. oh god all right um to the north you see a wooded hillside that rises slowly at first and then very sharply into a cliff face before you and what appears to be a small jagged plateau ...stands before you to the north. To the south, there is a wide shore, and you can see the vast expanse of Lake Quelio. Let us bring up the map now to show listeners precisely, or watchers, precisely where I'm talking about. Lake Quelio is far to the north, at the very edge of the Tempest Rest Valley, right beneath the steepest portion of the storm wall. At the center of this lake is a large crescent island simply known as the crescent and it appears as though that is where you are for to the south Mm. you can see a farther lake shore and at the edge of it even now tirza you can see the dots that are the body where you grew up where you were raised um have i ever been to the crescent before i haven't right no It is generally looked on as a mildly cursed place, but that's mostly seen as... It's a spooky place, but it is mostly... Those sorts of rumors are nervously chuckled at as... Well, they're just rumors, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's probably fine.
0: What you do know is that... Every night and early morning, at roughly 10pm and 6am, strange lights appear at the top of the plateau at the center of the lake, streaming off towards the storm wall. People refer to it as the Lake Aurora, or the Storm Lights, but it is a weird natural phenomenon that occurs above the lake. Sort of disco happening. Mm -hmm.
2: Hmm. And that was on the Crescent that that happens?
0: It arcs between the Crescent and the Stormwall Mountains to the north.
2: At 10 p.m. and 6 a.m.? Roughly. Roughly, okay.
0: Betwixt those two times, or those two times individually? Those two times individually. It probably happens during the day as well, but the lights don't show up when there is sunlight. Fair enough.
1: Um, I think that Tirza helpfully, or er, recounts this information less because it's like, oh, this is super relevant and plot important and more just like, we're, we're at my house. Um, and it's like, oh, I know what that plateau is. It's there. There's, uh, I'm so sorry, Mike. What did you call those
0: lights? Uh, they're called a bunch of different things. They're okay. the, they're the Lake Aurora. They're the storm lights. They're. Sometimes they're called fey lights or witch lights.
1: I think Tirza probably calls them the storm lights. Um, and it's like, oh, that's that's the uh, where the storm lights touch the crescent. I. I know exactly where we are.
0: And Valor says, oh, well, that's good.
3: Yeah, where's uh, where's the uh, cult compound? Where do we get the Kool-Aid?
1: I don't know what that is! <laughs> Judah says,
0: Sid, that is very disrespectful for this person's religion, to refer to them as a
3: cult. I mean, is, is that... Am I wrong? Tears, am I wrong? Did I hear wrong? Did I hear incorrectly?
4: It's not Kool Aid. How of a, a person sunny-y.
0: practices their faith is their own business.
4: That's
1: true. Thank you, Thank you Judah.
0: Mm. And Talila says, "It's not even one of the fun cults either."
3: <laughs> yeah, you're more into the, like the human sacrifice ones, aren't you? And she lets That's out a small nice. shiver and a moan. The last time I talked to her. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> no Somehow I get the
4: feeling you don't have to say anything for that to happen. Yeah, it sounds like an idea, and just like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're all uh, just standing here whilst uh, a scared lady just took
0: off. Still yeah, and Tirza movement. was expounding about the, the storm once. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, what direction? I need everyone to have... give me perception checks.
1: Yep, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> not twenty. Great.
4: Plus three. <laughs> That's the only one I'm gonna get tonight.
1: Seventeen.
2: Sixteen.
0: Go. Uh twelve. Oh, wow, one did okay. So Sid, you are just really creeped out by Talila. But the rest of you are looking around at your surroundings, and you begin to notice the subtle differences that are putting you on edge, and it's something you've been noticing every time you've slipped into one of these trials, as the world is slightly different than you're used to. Above you, where the sun usually sits, you see a darkened hole in the sky. It is almost as if an eclipse is occurring, but as opposed to something passing in front of the sun, it looks as though the sun has simply slipped into negative space in the sky. There is still daylight being cast from somewhere, but you do not know where. The next thing you notice is the water. The usual lapping... ...of the tides is not occurring. There's usually waves coming to and from, and instead there's just a mirror-slick surface of the lake in front of you, making zero sound. Normally there is the, the lapping of waves, the occasional splash of a fish or a bird diving into the water. There is none of that. There's just a silky, smooth, mirrored surface stretching out before you to the south. And, Grawl, what you notice, even as you're watching and the rest of the group is interacting with each other, that the water is rising. Slowly, but instead of lapping at the shore, it is just slowly moving upward. How, like, like, is it... Even while this discussion is happening, you notice that the water is... It went from about five feet away from you on the shore to roughly three feet. Um...
4: uh, Either we're sinking or the water's getting closer. Fun fact. Just thought you should know. I'm not the world's best swimmer.
2: Mm. Well, I want to go make sure that she's okay. and We should probably get to higher ground anyway, so...
3: Did she go what did what direction did she go into? She headed she north into the wooded hillside. The wooded wooded hillside. Well, that's kind of on the way to higher ground anyways.
1: Um before we do that, uh uh a... I'm going to touch the water.
4: <laughs> um I'm some Lord of the Rings vibes touch. here. Yeah. <laughs> don't disturb the water. Um
1: and I think I I think she also thinks that, and so I think she just, like, puts her hand, like, against the surface, almost.
0: Okay. As that's you... not supposed to happen. As soon as like you lean in towards the water, you can see that it is incrementally rising towards your boots. Mm-hmm. So even as you stand near the water's edge to get close enough to put a hand out towards it, it is slowly coming up the edge of your boots, even as you stand there. It is one of the most bizarre things you've ever experienced, because it's still wet, it's still water, but it is moving at this uniform pace that is abstract and bizarre. And as you put a hand out to touch the water, you can see another hand coming towards the surface, just underneath your own. Whoa.
1: I get out of the water. <laughs> oh, go for a
0: fist bump, dude. And as soon as you back <laughs> away, this hand breaks the surface. And Why do sped, I keep doing punched, this? A a hunched, fish-faced figure rises up out of the water. And when I say fish-faced, I mean it looks as though it has the head of a large piranha almost. Two large yellow amber eyes on either side. A huge split jaw full of jagged, sharp teeth hunched, muscled shoulders ending in webbed, clawed hands. And it rises up out of the water, dressed in this shaggy, what looks like seaweed, and it lets out a hiss and charges you, Tirza. I'm thinking Murloc. Kind of shape. And it is going to try to hit you with a... Oh, that's not going to do it. Eleven versus your AC? No. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Alright. never would hope not. It slashes you with these claws. What do you do?
1: Um, besides tumbling backwards, uh... I take out Muretziger. Uh, and I... No, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna back away from
0: it. Quickly. Okay. Uh, what do the rest of you do when you see this figure emerge from the water? shing uh, yeah i'm going to draw my sword
2: cherish lets out a, a yelp and uh and <laughs> some kind of spell
1: have ha- this is not a naturally occurring lake quelio creature
0: it is actually uh i would need some kind of history or nature check from anyone who might know of the flora and fauna of lake quelio i mean i'm really bad at that but i
2: yeah, I just don't think I would know.
0: Cherish and Grawl, you been might No, because yeah, you've been yeah. to the lake, True, and you've studied near the tower, which is on the edge of the lake as well. <gasps>
1: I got a nat 20, though! Don't even worry about it! Yep. <laughs> oh, but I have a negative one, so it's actually 19.
4: <laughs>
0: nat 20 is a nat 20. I know. <laughs> sure. um, what did you say it was? A lore check? Either history or nature, whichever you choose. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... 15. Okay. Cherish, did you even bother rolling? Okay.
2: No. As soon as, as soon as Liv said she got an at twenty, I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> Grawl, you know that there are a bunch of freaky fish people that live in the lake.
4: And Grawl's not great at swimming, so,
0: anyways. Tirza, you would know that there are, in fact, a bunch of merfolk and aquatic life forms that live in Lake Quelio. Lake Quelio is incredibly deep. There are even rumors of whole underground or underwater cities deep within the lake, possibly in the center of the Crescent itself. None of these have been confirmed because people usually don't go diving underwater. It's dangerous in there. There are undoubtedly lake monsters in Lake Quelio. One of them in fact is standing in front of you and that is the Kuotoa, which are these horrible slathering fish things, that if there was a strange underwater version of the Jarashir, it would be these creatures. Okay. They worship Mm. the storm in a similar way, but their aspect of it, their Worship towards it is always bent towards the destructive towards the the end goal of the storm They want to see the tempest wipe the valley clean of the land walkers
3: So not friendly then.
0: These things are grody looking
2: Yeah
1: I dig them
0: (sighs) Behind you Valor draws his sword and his shield yet again You see that Talilah is just looking at this thing, sort of with a dreamy smile on her face.
1: Marry a fish, man.
0: Camion is pulling out two of these hand axes, and you see Judah stride forward, sort of pushing his friends behind him and saying, We mean you no harm. I mean no harm. Yeah, how how does that go? The fish person lets out another shrieking cry and lunges forward, swiping at Tirza yet again. That is going to be a 22 versus your AC. Hit
1: me, fish man.
0: And it will indeed, though not for a ton, uh, he's just using his claws right now. So that is going to be a 3 piercing damage, or slashing damage, I should say. Cool. Grawl, Sid, Cherish, reactions?
2: Um, let's see. I cast Magic Missile as a second level spell. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not I'm a fucking. Like, ah! I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is. 4d4. Four, four, eight, eleven, thirteen.
0: All right. Thirteen damage into this thing's face. It did not like that. It is looking real shook up. Grawl, Sid. I know what I want to do. Okay, go for it. Um, Ju- Judah's standing in sort of in front of it. Is that right? I mean, he's standing in front of those of you who were back behind. Cherish's magic missiles have lanced out to either side of the massive bull man and just arced into this thing, and it's gone stumbling back into the water slightly. And Tirza is directly in front of it. Okay, Tirza is directly in front of it. Um, can I run up
3: behind Tirza, and I want to like jump off of Tirza's shoulder and try and fl- flip o- uh, over so I can be behind him?
1: You will be in the water if you do that.
0: Yes. How, well, how deep is the water at that point? It seems to only come up to the ankles of the creature.
3: Ah, uh, yeah, I'm going
0: to do it. okay, oh my, Give me an acrobatics check. Sure.
1: Can I assist? As... <laughs> Can
0: I throw him? <laughs> spring him off of your shield i
1: i don't well, need to i just I, was wondering if that was a. if you a had set this up
0: beforehand deal. yes you have no idea this is about to happen though. <laughs> okay so our between year sid we
3: we worked on this yeah we worked on this one two punch that we got <laughs> <laughs> sid, okay. give me your acrobatics cool uh 20 let's see what is that 25.
0: Alright. So, now give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh,
3: shit. Uh, that's gonna be...
0: 23? T- Holy shit. Alright. So, you do a <laughs> wicked, like, spin flip <laughs> over this thing. And you fully ex- expect to land on your feet behind yeah. this creature... So when you go plunging into the water as though you just (laughs) dove off the deep end of a pool, you are completely unprepared for it. Though, at the last minute, you manage to throw your arms out, sword in hand, as though you are clinging onto the edge of a pool, and ram your chest into what feels like a ledge, just about maybe a foot from where the water touches the shore. Cool.
3: Uh, (laughs) Meant to do that, totally. Um, am I... So I'm behind the, the creature right
0: now? Yes, though you are up to your, like, pectorals in water. Right. Um...
3: It So I, have I used all of my movement at this point, or can I... Yeah, I'll say that was your move action. That was all of my... So I can't... That's, I can't pull myself up. You can. Anything. It would just take your action to do so. Damn. Um...
1: Just slash at yeah. his little fish feet. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna get slash his little fish feet. <laughs> yeah, bring his face, giant gaping maw with teeth, down closer to your face. Actually, no,
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna get myself up.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Though, as your feet are struggling and kicking out of this deep water that is much deeper than it should be, you feel yeah. something beneath you just that passing of water as something enormous <gasps> moves beneath you glad i got out of the water am <laughs> very glad uh okay grawl uh
4: yeah not not touching the water at all eldritch blast nerd
0: <laughs> give me a spell Ooh, attack okay. roll
4: uh it's 19 plus my i had what to this?
0: your spell attack modifier
4: to... right uh it's on your spell page it should be yeah it's the spe- spell casting ability or a spell attack bonus? Spell attack a bonus. Bonus. So okay. Well, that's a that is a twenty four then.
0: Twenty four will in fact hit.
4: Yay! And uh, all, all the good rolls out of the way now. <laughs> uh, uh, one d ten. Uh, six. Six.
0: All right. Your eldritch blast, the crackling green energy, goes slamming into this thing. And, Sid, as you're pulling yourself out of the water, this creature explodes in a shower of salty brine. It doesn't collapse into blood and gore, it explodes mm-hmm. into water. And Ooh, then weird. falls back Whoa. into the lake as you pull yourself out. We're dealing with some magic issues. I'm just
3: like, yeah, I just wanted to go for a swim really quick sorry guys it's
0: been a while since i bathed also don't go in the water and valor says yeah i was about to say something as well
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but we know now so you're welcome and even as you talk and pull yourself away you can see the water is rising slowly consuming the beach you are on
1: i lost you for a second mike were you just saying the water is rising further? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yes a... I think a hasty retreat is in order. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna as we're retreating, I'm going to make an arcana check with advantage.
3: Yes.
4: Doesn't sound like a good
2: uh, no, it's a good girl.
4: Oh, okay. Uh,
3: Twenty two Damn.
0: Yeah, and good. what are you trying to observe? Just general, um, like, clearly well, there's magic afoot here.
2: Yeah, okay, so like, the the water is rising very, mm-hmm. I mean sort of quickly and in a very strange manner that I know is not natural mm-hmm. uh, and that fish guy exploded into water and this is another test
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why you rolled so. Yeah
2: <laughs> Well, You okay. seem to be putting it all
0: together pretty easily <laughs> But you rolled well Too. So with that roll Maz Her whispered voice In your brain says uh, The pattern is clear now hmm. The next one will definitely be earth based
2: Okay. Kind of confirming what I had suspected. Um, okay, I guess as we're running, or hastily walking, whatever we're doing.
0: Tactical um, retreat.
2: Tactical retreat.
0: It is a light jog away from the water.
2: Okay. It's not moving that
0: fast. We're advancing
4: to future victory.
2: Um... (laughs) <laughs> like oh okay so yeah this test is clearly water based got something to do with water we're all on that the same page with that
0: mm, mm. camian nods Their Head to toe. skin has turned this icy whitish blue their hair is a pure white and their eyes gleam with silver That's cool
1: Um With my history check from earlier, Mike, do I know where the highest point on this island is? Is it the plateau? The very top of the plateau. Yeah, I figured. (sighs) I I tell... It's weird that I totally brought up this plateau earlier, because that's definitely the highest point on this island. We should definitely go find... The other one, the other threadless, and then get up there.
4: Is that the direction... Is that in the same direction that the lady was running?
0: Yes, she seemed to flee up the wooded hillside, which terminates eventually in a cliff, which leads up to the top of the plateau. Mm -hmm. (laughs) fun.
3: Turns out she had the right idea after all.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Can we... Is there any way for us to...
0: See if we can figure out where she's going. That brings me to the main portion of today's trial, which is going to be a skill challenge. Ooh. Yay.
1: Yay.
0: So, how much Can my... you show us what our amazing cash and prizes are going to be? Uh, survival. Be... Yeah. <laughs> Not dying. <laughs> the prize. Your own lives are the prize for today's game. It's the friendships we found nice. along the way. <laughs> so. How a skill challenge is going to work is each of you select one skill in which you are proficient with. You will tell me how that skill applies to this situation, how you will use it to traverse the island, how will you use it to find, perhaps, the lost Threadless, or how you will use it to better serve the group as a whole to try to overcome this trial.
4: Can I intimidate the island into loving the land?
2: just about to I say, say is charisma!
0: <laughs> I mean, if you can justify using intimidation for some purpose, I will allow it, but you have to justify it within the story.
3: <clears throat> we, we need to find the other threadless, and we need to get to the top of the. Okay, gotcha.
0: Well, there seems to be a main objective, which is avoid the water. Yes. Sub objective is find the missing threadless. It okay. is up to you. As a role player, to determine whether or not your skill you are choosing is helping one or both of those objectives.
1: Mm-hmm. Wait, we have to pick it now.
0: <laughs> Please, yes. Otherwise, we're going to be sitting on a lot of dead air, and I'm sure our yeah. listeners wouldn't yeah, exactly yeah. appreciate that.
2: Not going to be fun.
0: I'll say this: Camion will go first, and using their survival skill will help track through the low shrubs and deciduous trees that scatter along the base of the hillside to help you through. And I'll say this, there are going to be eight checks here, essentially. four of Mm -hmm. you, plus the four of the other threadless. I am going to be looking for five successes to determine certain attributes of this thing. Camion is going to roll a 17 on their survival check. They are pretty easily able to pick up the trail of the other Threadless, and they are able to determine that while they should be very easy to track, they are not necessarily heading to the top of the plateau. great. Okay. They seem to be skirting the plateau. Um, I guess I'm
4: gonna go with perception
0: okay are you you're trained in perception okay yes give me that perception roll then and how are you using your perception to make it through this trial
4: um i am going to be like utilizing my senses uh like smell like hearing everything else to like like basically like uh, thinking about the like the roar of battle and kind of quieting down and focusing. Okay. Um, knowing that we're in a tense situation and but it's a trial that it, we're supposed to win this. It's there's a winnable objective here. Okay. Um, okay. Um,
0: mm. Eleven. Eleven. So. You know the way to. The objective. The objective is, if you had to guess, the top of the plateau. Okay. That is nothing to do with finding this lost crazy person. Yeah, we don't need him. So Grawl is effectively attempting to split the teams because there are some of you seem to be determined to finding the lost Threadless, and Grawl seems to be of the opinion, nope, time to just head straight up. Telila is definitely on your side, as is Camion. Judah and Valor seem to be more concerned with the lost threadless.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm also gonna go with them yeah. to find her.
2: Me too, cause, and then I don't know if I should like use the my thing for this, but like, like appealing to girls' tactical nature. Like, we don't know what's up there. We might need her.
4: Why don't we make our way towards it, and we can look along the way?
2: But we already you know that Camion said that she's not going that way.
4: She's skirting around the plateau. We can skirt around too if we don't see anything away up, because it's a steep kind of cliff-like cliff face, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So we wouldn't be able to. We'd all have to climb that, anyways.
0: As you're having this discussion and debating the ethics or the veracity of these plans, the water is slowly but surely creeping up behind you, and you find yourselves having this discussion in this small clearing, the split in the path, essentially. It seems as though the threadless woman took off down a game trail that skirts around the outside of the plateau, whereas the path Camion has found leads directly towards the plateau. And you can see the water begin to creep up over the first of the tree roots behind you down the hill.
1: And you said that Camion does not want to go, wants to go with Grawl, is not interested in finding her.
0: Camion, again, in this winter guise, stares out into the woods and just says, She has chosen her path. Our fates need not be tied to her. And Valor says that's cold, but sort of yeah. is definitely of two minds about it. Whereas Judah is definitely more like, well, we have to save this woman.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with Judah. I'm.
3: Uh, mm. What
0: is our next skill check?
3: Um, can I try and, uh. I assume
0: there's trees. And um, j- just for the record, Grawls was a failure, and that is why you are stuck in this clearing, discussing this mm-hmm. as the water is creeping upwards.
3: Yeah. Uh, I assume there are trees on this, on this plot,
0: on this island. Yes, exactly. you are standing in the midst of a copse of them. Perfect. Um,
3: I want to, um, I guess, uh, scramble up one and try and um, see if I can see her off in the distance. Like maybe she's close enough I can see. Or if I climb up uh, a tree. Okay,
0: what skill are you using?
3: Um, I would prefer to use uh, acrobatics just because I'm better at that.
0: So you want to use Um, your acrobatics to climb a tree and attempt to scout? Yes. Okay, so you find the the tallest tree around. It is a Mm. tall, slender pine. Under the weight of another, it might snap. But perhaps you can reach the top of this spire of green as few others in this party could.
3: Great. Um, and I'm going to um, use one of my,
0: uh, Stormpiercer, um, rolls for this. As you do, Stormpiercer says, She is an innocent. Clearly, you know what needs to be done.
3: I mean, I'm looking, for, I'm looking, okay? I'm looking. God, fucking self righteous sword. Okay, um,. Great.
0: So, that's going to be... 21? 21. You get to the top of this tree, and there's that badass Assassin's Creed moment where you've got one hand up on the very top branch, your feet planted on the trunk, sort of leaning out. The tree itself is sort of bending slightly, so you're leaning down (laughs) slightly. Somewhere in the distance, an eagle cries, because of course it does. (laughs) And... In the distance, you see two things. Okay. What was your total roll, by the way? 21. 21. I knew it was over 20. You do see the small figure of this threadless woman moving up above the tree line on the very edge of the plateau, though she is skirting around it, and you're beginning to lose sight of her as she rounds the edge of the plateau. At okay. the top of the plateau, though... You see strange blue-green lights emanating from some source, and as you watch, strange strands of energy arc off of the top of the plateau and seem to jet downward into the water and seem to be feeding it. And even as you look, you can see the water rising even quicker as these strands of energy touch down. So something okay. at the top of the plateau is causing the water to rise faster and faster, and okay. the woman is sticking to the bottom of the plateau.
3: That is the what bottom. You so she's sticking to the bottom of the plateau, but that's still sort of the inner part of the island. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, I shout down that I I see her sticking to the plateau. Also, there's something on the plateau that's like causing the water lo- to to rise fun stuff um and then i i guess i jumped down um or to a sweet hay bale yeah yeah there's a a, a a neat little uh bale of hay that i just kind of like dive down um judah
0: is going to Olivia, use his i lost af- you have you lost yeah? Olivia?
2: hello yeah hmm? i couldn't hear her can you hear her now yeah Okay, we're good then. No, nope, wait. I
0: heard her for can a second. Can you hear me
3: now?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. Okay. Great. Judah what a topical something. joke.
0: <laughs> Judah will use his athletic skill and attempt to say, the rest of you should head up to the top of the plateau and stop whatever is doing this. I can move faster than all of you. I will find this lost one. <laughs> and like, well...
3: Be careful, big guy. There's we don't know what's on this island, okay?
1: The quicker we stop the flow of the water, the quicker or the more likely this woman and you now,
0: Judah, will be safe. And cool. Valor places a hand low on Judah's like bicep because he can't reach his shoulder and says, You won't be going alone, old friend. And Judah nods at Valor. Okay. Cool, so we're splitting ways. It seems that way. Yes. Okay.
3: Okay. Hey, Talila, do you maybe want mm-hmm. yeah, oh, to no. go with that? Oh no,
0: I want to go up and kill whatever up there making all the pretty lights.
4: <laughs> well, I like Talila. Yeah.
3: <laughs> just just I check.
4: Okay. I'm sure cool. their
0: bones will be lovely.
3: Oh lord. We're assuming they're they have bones. We don't know oh Um, you're right Mm. mm, Mm, I could give
0: them bones oh god can we please just go
2: as we're walking backwards away from Valor I'm like why is she like this
0: (laughs) and Valor's like I have no idea
2: (laughs) um I am going to tell me if this is something that could work um So when Sid described the lights and the like them shooting down, can I use Insight to like try to be like, or I guess I could use Arcana to be like to try to like, okay, what could this thing be, and try to like to like, oh, here's what this thing might be to prepare us.
0: I mean, based on his description, you can pretty much assume that whatever is doing this is what's making the water rise. Yeah. And every time one of those strange strands of energy touches down, as Sid described it, the waters rising increased in pace. Mm-hmm. So you could try to derive the source of this magic perhaps with Arcana. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's what I'll do. Okay. Yeah. I can't apply Maz's thing to this. You could? Okay, I'm going to do that then.
0: You've got three uses left of it, so.
2: Yeah. What? Another 18. Uh, 22. Yeah. I was like, I forgot that math already.
0: And Maz will whisper in your head yet again. There's only one thing that could control elements on such a large scale, divine magic, and she says it with disgust,
2: yeah, um yeah, so I, I say to everybody, like it's probably something of a divine like caliber of magic uh it's probably the only thing that could that could control water on such a great scale.
0: And you say this as you're moving towards the bottom of the plateau? Yes. So, Judah and Valor have taken off in a split direction, sort of moving at an angle away towards the base of the plateau where last you saw the Threadless Woman. You are all moving directly upwards towards the bottom of the plateau, and when you reach the bottom of it, you can see down through the trees that you just passed through, the water is moving faster and faster, coming up through the trees. You can see the trees slowly being consumed by the water. There's this disturbing moment when you see a shrub go beneath. There's no splash or ripple as the bush is consumed. The water just passes above it.
3: Yep. Yep. That's
0: no good.
4: Yeah. It's like a video game level.
0: (laughs) Ugh. Distance. Um... (laughs) Kalila will use her intimidation to stare at you all and say, Well, who's going up first? I'll do it.
3: Uh, Oh. I got got this. Okay.
0: I'll Um, be right behind you. You don't have to. It's
3: fine. Why don't you go, why doesn't somebody else go right after me?
4: She wants to make a raft
0: out of our bodies.
1: Yeah, who, who does, nobody wants to go with Delilah
0: right, Delilah right behind them. No. That seems to be the problem. She is directly behind all of you. Yeah, that, that is a problem.
3: Um, so it's just a cliff face up. We have to climb. Um, no and way. you begin
0: climbing. You find yeah. that the going here is actually easier than if you move down the side of a cliff. You look to your right and to your left. To your left, you see that the island opens up into a large crescent shape. And to your left, you see sort of a lagoon of wide water coming up t- towards you rather quickly. And as you begin to climb, you find... Firm handholds and small little switchbacks moving up this cliff face. If you were farther to the right, you think it'd be a bit more sheer. Here, it's a bit of a scramble, but it's not super difficult. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So in the distance, uh, a bit, uh-uh. um, so we have but one skill roll left, Tirza. I, yes, all of my my uh,
1: proficiency are, is in charisma, um, and I was going to say I've used my athletics to scale the cliff face quicker, but... That works good. Uh, yeah, I can do that.
4: Yeah, 100%. Okay. Sid scaled a tree. That's true. Like a badass. <laughs> Twenty.
5: Nice, nice.
4: How does everyone do this?
0: <laughs> How tears are moving with ask? the assured movements of a mountainous goat is prancing up these stones, clearly having practiced clambering up rough stone work in her time on the glaciers of Srothheim, in the mines of the Drylands, and in the large vast forests of the Eastwood. A vertical scaling is no stranger to Tears a Cloakbearer.
4: Sure it wasn't and a reindeer?
0: Every yeah. once in a while you stop mm. and throw a, a firm hand back at one of your party members, pulling them upwards. Camion, their nature changing from winter to autumn, gives you a brief flash of savage glee as they grab your hand and throw themselves upwards, grabbing onto another cliff face, kind of showing off a little bit. They seem to be enjoying the challenge. But there is definitely a moment as you look below when you see the water reaching the bottom of the cliff and still beginning to rise. Out beyond, you can see that more and more of the valley is becoming that smooth, silky blue. That mirror sheen having consumed the far shore Crescent's Edge, that city where Grawl fought the cultist, is underwater. The Bari village of Tirza's youth is consumed. You see the very tops of the Eastwood slowly slipping under the water, and you can only presume that the city of Stormhaven has been flooded, that the mountains of Srothheim are slowly being consumed, and that all of the drylands is now under this water as well. Spooky shit. (laughs) As you reach the top of the cliff, the water still perhaps a hundred feet below you, you come to the top of this wide plateau. There is not much up here but scant shrubs and scabrous plants clinging to the top of this windswept plateau. It is perhaps the size of a football field. You can see the other side of it rather clearly. And at the center of this place there is a set of ten standing stones arranged in a circle. Each of them is marked with strange swirling runes and pictograms and glyphs that I don't think any of you would recognize what our language spreads here. Uh common dwarfish
1: elvish.
3: Uh common elvish and um what was my last one? Thieves camp. Uh yeah.
4: Is it in goblin? <laughs> no.
1: We lost you, Cass.
0: Audio wise. <laughs> Oh, and now we've lost Lisman for some reason. <laughs> can't
1: hear you at all, buddy.
0: Quit the call and jump back in real quick, Cass. I'm just going to edit this part out. I'm writing down the timestamp right now. All
2: right. Did that fix it? Yep. Yeah. yep. yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that keeps happening.
0: Lisman, we still can't see or hear you. Oh, you can't hear me? Oh, I can hear or you. We, you. Can we can hear, hear
3: you. Okay. Um, you need to turn the
0: camera back on, buddy.
3: There we go. Yeah, really quick. He's beautiful.
2: <laughs> okay. Because um, I can't... I can understand Infernal and Draconic, but I don't think I can read them.
0: Okay, yeah, no.
2: I think that's what we established. Yeah.
0: And what were the other languages you know?
2: Uh, common, Orc, Goblin, Elvish, and Dwarvish.
0: Okay. So those of you who speak and or read Elvish. You recognize that this is vaguely Elvish, though the the symbology is older. It's like looking at Sanskrit or Babylonian. Like, you can clearly see that there are pieces of language here, but you can't decipher them.
5: Mm.
0: Mm. At the center of these standing stones is... Several of those horrible fish people, the Kuotoa, at their very center is a strange, even stranger than they normally appear, figure dressed in what looks like robes made of green-brown chitin, weird flabs of seaweed and disturbingly pale leather. As well as carrying a staff with what looks like some kind of bug or insect at the top of it. A small little figurine at the top of this staff that, upon closer inspection, you might find out that it's some kind of crawfish or lobster. Some kind of weird sea bug. Isopod? Something like that. Ugh. Outside the circle, it is flanked by four more of those kuotoa. These ones are dressed in thick leathers, belted ropes surround their chests and waists to carry weapons and little totemic pieces of jewelry that look like polished bone. Wait, did you say
4: they have weapons?
0: Oh yeah, they do.
4: How Uh...
2: many standing stones are there again? Ten. 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 Okay, that's what I thought you said.
3: How
0: big are those standing stones? They are huge. They are mm. probably twice the size of a standing person, and probably, you couldn't fit your arms around them if you tried to. Gotcha. Okay. And I need everyone to roll initiative. <sighs> and it is just Talilah and Camion with you. <laughs> All right. So, 25 to 20. Uh, 26. Ooh. Ow. Damn. (laughs) I rolled very Ah.
3: well. And also my initiative is very good.
0: Yes. 15 to 20? What do we got? 15. 16. 16 for Cherish.
5: 15
0: for Tirza. All right. Grawl, where are we at? Ready.
4: I'm an eight. Also, I don't have anything written in my for my initiative. It's just it's your, dex. your dex modifier. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. It's a nine.
0: Nice. Very <laughs> yeah. good,
4: Grawl. Thanks.
0: Hey, you did better than Talila.
4: That's okay. I think I feel like she's probably fine with that.
0: Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> Ugh. Fine. So we are at the top with Sid. Very good roll there, my friend.
4: Yeah, so um...
0: four of these kuotoa outside the standing circle there are there is one at the center of it seems to be conducting this ritual the same the weird strands of energy that you saw pouring out of these things at different intervals one will come out of the top of one standing stone and pour out to one side of the island then a few seconds will pass and another one will come out. We will assume that you all rolled initiative when you are about 60 feet away from the outside of the circle. Okay, so we're a ways. Um, that is so I just... the fish monsters noticed your approach. Right.
3: Um. So I can't get in and attack this round,
0: is that correct? Uh, you have the dash action available to you, don't you?
3: Uh, yes. I would not be able to attack necessarily. Um, so I'm just going to move in, um, 30, 30 feet. Okay. Um, so that is my speed. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna, uh, just gonna get in a defensive stance, I guess, and get ready for him.
0: Okay. So you want to take the, like, full defense action? Yeah. Essentially, what you're doing is you're declaring the dodge action. When you declare yeah. the dodge action, any attacks made against you have disadvantage for the next round. Yes, I would like to do that, please. Okay. That brings us to Cherish.
2: Um, I am going to dash so that I am right up on him.
0: Okay, you are at the edge of the circle. Yep. About 15 feet to your left and to your right are some of those Kuatoa with mm-hmm. strange weapons. Uh, now that you're this close, you can see that many of them are wielding nasty-looking hooks at the end of these ropes that are tied to their bodies, and a, f- a couple of them are wielding... I don't know what these weapons are called, but you saw them a lot in slave cultures. These long poles with these ringed, crescent-shaped, barbed like hook Catchers at the end of them that they use to grab people's I, necks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I yeah.
1: just saw one of those in a English museum.
0: Yeah, Can't remember what they're called either. They're yeah. nasty Maybe. as hell. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. And since I dashed, that's all I can do.
0: Okay. That brings us to Tirza. You said we're sixty feet away. Yes.
1: Cool. I'm going to run. Uh, regular movement, and then I'm gonna whip out a javelin. My last javelin, because I've been very irresponsible about grabbing them.
0: (laughs) We will assume that as the years have passed, you have probably replaced your javelins. So, I will put you you back at the standard five.
5: Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Let's work under the assumption that you didn't go a whole year without getting a new javelin. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm going to attack So are they all standing on our side of the
0: ring? It seems as though there were two on either side flanking the ring So there are a pair to your left and a pair to your right, essentially And one of the weird priests in the center
5: Uh,
1: I'm going to go one of the ones on my right
2: Okay.
1: I just rolled a fifteen. Fifteen will hit. Oh, cool! Good to know. I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh, it's five damage.
0: All right. And you said this was to one of the ones on the right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Odds or evens? Uh... Evens. Five damage. Alright. That brings us to Camion, who will draw their short bow and fire at the one that you just threw a javelin at. Camion's going to focus fire. Who is nearby Camion? I guess... Grawl, you would see this, and Tearsy, you'd probably see this too, because you're watching the one you just threw a javelin at. Let's see if it actually hit. Yeah, that's actually really good. So, as you watch, Camion's bow begins to light with this dull white light around the arrow. They fire the arrow, and it seems as though a small wind funnel... Is created in front of the arrow, so when the arrow smashes into this strange fish monster, it does so with a bludgeoning force of a battering ram rather than an mm. arrow. Nice, though he rolls real shitty on damage. <laughs> but it looked cool,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and really, that's what's important. It's, it's I was going to
1: say. Do it for the aesthetic.
0: Yeah. That brings us to fish monsters.
1: Come S- at me, fish man.
0: Well, yeah. two of them are actually going to be coming at Cherish right yep. now. Yep. Because I expected that. She is mm-hmm. a soft target at the moment. Mm-hmm. So squishy. Mm-hmm. I'm so squishy. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw.
2: Boy, howdy. That's uh, 20, not... Oh, no, wait, just kidding. Uh, 19.
0: Ooh, I actually apologize. It's a charisma saving throw.
2: Okay, well, then it's actually 18, 18, 20, 21.
0: Alright, excellent. You do save. Oh, just save.
2: kidding. Oh, 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 oh. What's, yeah.
0: 18, what's 18 plus 5? 23?
2: 23. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: You do save. So, yeah. a... <laughs> Just,
2: Just to see how good I do.
0: One of them... <laughs> one of these... Monsters outside the circle attempts to cast a spell on you and it seems to have no effect. Which is very good, because that was a very nasty spell. Idiot. (laughs) Wow. Gonna be asking for this one. Um, (laughs) Another one will charge up slightly, though not super close, because you're already real close, and it will attempt to grab you with its strange pincer staff. Yeah. Ooh, but it's gonna roll real bad eight is probably not going to hit
2: no right. idiot
0: though <laughs> just to be clear this thing will stop about 10 feet away from you to make this attack so it's not mm-hmm. within melee range for you yeah. but it lets you know that these pincer stabs have reach
5: reach <laughs> yeah. oh, good to know
0: speaking of which one of the ones that got pierced is going to attempt to run up and do the same thing to Tirza. Ooh, that's a little bit better. Though, your armor class is very silly. 16 I don't think is going to do it.
1: It is, though. Oh, what? Uh, yes. I don't have my shield out. You don't have out. your shield oh, out right now. Yeah. Yes!
0: Yeah. Awesome. Oh. Damn it. What is your AC? 16. Okay. So, I need huh. you to make a strength saving throw, as the thing attempts to grapple you with its pincer staff.
1: Oh! Twelve.
0: Ooh, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. You take five piercing damage, and are grappled. Cool. And you are, again, to be clear, ten feet away from this thing, so you're not technically in melee range.
1: I'll wait for my next turn to say my thing.
0: <laughs> a a grappled creature, their speed is reduced to zero, and if uh, yeah, that's basically it. Basically, you can't move until the grapple is ended. So there is one last Koto on the outside of the circle, and I think they are gonna cast a good old fashioned sacred flame at Tirza. So I believe that's just a spell attack. Let me double check that real quick. Uh, no, you actually have to make a saving throw. You have to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, and God. since you are grappled, you will have disadvantage to this yeah. saving throw.
4: Yeah. This <laughs> was just up there, just like mm, dex saving throw. Mm. I wish mm. I could help.
1: Oh, I rolled really well on both. Um, nineteen.
0: Wow, even with disadvantage, nice. <laughs> Can I have some of that, please?
4: <laughs> please. You're doing pretty good so far. I got got all the good stuff out of the way early on, though. Yeah, (laughs) And I'm also
1: tweeting to the Material Components Twitter, come at me, fish man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, I'm I'm gonna miss you when you're dead.
0: (laughs) You made the save, so that means you take no damage. So, this burst of blue energy surrounds you as... You see this attack coming, though you wrench to the side and sort of wedge yourself over slightly, sort of piercing your neck even further as you get out of the way of this sacred flame. but you manage to do it. That brings us to the priest who will continue to do what he do, but let's see if he can kick it up a notch <laughs> uh, The notch is kicked. <laughs> I'm gonna need to roll for Judah and Valor real quick to see if they can avoid the notch kicking. No. Oh. Hmm. I don't like that look. Okay. I don't like that look.
1: They can they can doggy paddle right.
0: <laughs> That's not I don't think the issue. They want to be in the water. Yeah. Yeah. That brings us to water, Grawl. Whatever.
1: Okay, we gotta salt We gotta fish this. Finish this real quick.
4: Okay. Yeah, me with my good rolls. <laughs> They've been great oh. so far,
2: <laughs> Becky. With the good rolls. <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, okay. Uh,
0: how far away is the one that's got uh, tears of grapple? The one that's got tears oh, of grapple is about forty feet away. Don't worry about, worry
4: about me. Okay. <laughs> uh, how far away is the one that's uh, going after uh, Cherish? Sixty feet. So forty. Uh Y'all gonna make an Eldritch Blast?
2: Oh, don't worry about me either.
4: Okay, you should worry about me. I think. <laughs> What's wrong
3: with you? I mean, I'm fine, but you know, <laughs> just be concerned that something could happen
4: to me. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, what would happen if I try to Eldritch Blast Priesty Boy?
0: It's the only one way to find out.
4: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, because everything else I got. Yeah, screw it. Uh, Eldritch blast, the priesty boy. All right,
0: give me a spell attack roll. <laughs> God damn! Is something wrong, Reed? It's What's not that? a botch. Oh, that's good. It's a seven. Seven okay. will not hit. Mm-hmm. All right, that brings us to Talila, who will. Uh, observe the scene hmm what's she going to do her spell list is very intriguing how am i so useless she will empty her backpack onto the ground and you see this clatter of bones just fall out of her backpack yeah and it is not a complete skeleton of any one thing yeah. nope i love her I love you. It's the best parts. And she will say, it's time to wake up, George. Wake up. (laughs) And you see the bones beginning to rattle and slowly clatter together in the most horrible transformer you've ever seen. (laughs) And this thing has skulls for feet and femurs for one big skeleton hand and like a weird couple of rib cages for a mouth and a pelvis for like the brow atop its weird bone head and this bone thing will form in front of Talila and she'll let out a small shiver
1: I want you all to know that not the the being creepy part but if magic was real this is absolutely what I would do
0: as well <laughs> and that is how Talila spends her turn waking up George Oh boy!
3: Oh, George!
0: Excited for that. That
3: brings us back up to the top for Sid. Cool. Um, how tall are the
0: um the stone thingy They are roughly ten, twelve feet tall.
3: Um, would I be able to, uh, would I be able to get to one without um, running? Like, how close would I be to any of the, the fish people? As like, close
0: I... as you would want to be. There's enough distance oh, around here that you can easily skirt them if you wanted to. get
3: around? I kind of want to, like... Because um, they're sort of surrounding the the priest, is that yes. correct? Um, actually, I could probably just... Can I... D- actually, I'm just going to run... Try and run past people, like, out of their range.
0: um, And would I be able to get to the priest? Let's see... If you spent your movement and a dash, you could get to the priest. This is a wide stone circle. There's probably 30 feet from the edge of the circle to the priest. Okay. Okay. Oh, shit. Hmm. Okay.
3: Um, Well. What you got? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if I want to attack the priest or not. Um, why don't I move in? Um, is are any of the the fish people around? Are they
0: any of them sort of more by themselves, or are they all like clumped together? The one directly in front of Cherish and the one directly in front of Tirza are roughly by themselves. The other two remained behind to attempt to cast spells, though both of them yeah. seems to have failed.
3: Gotcha. And they and they're. They're also... They're not next to each other, is is what you're saying? No. Okay. I want to go after one of the spellcasters.
0: So... Let's see. Either of them are 30 feet away. So do you want to Great. go after the spellcaster to your left or the spellcaster to your right?
3: Let's go with the left. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm going to run up and stab him. You do you. Do my thing. Um... Uh, this. Yes. I got a one.
0: Oh! oh no. I love ones. Uh huh.
4: Was that. Oh, no. You love ones, or would Talila just say that I know, that was like a little combo. Thank you, go either, way. Take you go either
0: way. Yeah. Oh, All of the NPCs are a little bit me. So. To remind <laughs> our viewers and listeners, whenever a critical failure is rolled, especially during combat, I, as the GM, will of course roll percentile dice, and on a 75 or mm-hmm. higher, something real bad's gonna happen. Uh-huh. So let's do that now. Oh, good. That is... <laughs> you lucky fuck. 72. <laughs> oh, yay! Oh. I just
3: missed. So it, it, it is a
0: real bad miss. But nothing exceedingly bad happens. Oh my god, okay. (sighs) I believe that brings us to Cherish. Yes. Cherish, Sid has rushed beyond you to the right to attack one of the spellcasters. There is a Kuatoa directly in front of you, about ten feet away, attempting to catch you with one of those piercing staffs. Mm -hmm. And there is another one roughly twenty, fifteen feet away to your left. That attempted to cast a spell on you.
2: And the one that is um grappling cherish or uh I'm cherished. Uh the one grappling <laughs> tears. <laughs> Weird. The one grappling tears is how far away from me?
0: That one is roughly twenty feet behind you. Okay. Away from the stone circle. Okay. Tears are you are on deck, by the way, so be thinking yep. about what you do. I, I, yep. Okay. I got you.
2: And then the other spellcasting one, I'm so sorry, please, uh, can you please tell me how far away that one is?
0: The, the one, one that's not,
2: the one that Sid is not attacking.
0: The one that Sid is not attacking, The which is the one that attempted to cast a spell on you, yes. is 15 feet to your left.
2: Okay. I'm going to cast Thunder Wave as a first level spell.
0: Okay. In uh, what direction?
2: It is a fifteen-foot cu- cube from myself, which is why I was asking about distances. Got it.
0: So um, yes, you could either get the from where you are now. Yeah. The only one you could, the only ones you could get are the one that is attempting to grapple you and the one that casts a spell on you. Other than that, yes. you would have to move to get any of them.
2: Right. Uh, and then I and I also am I not am not going to hit Sid?
0: No, Sid is okay. attacking the opposite one.
2: Okay. Hmm. Um, it's
0: almost as though you're applying strategy to this battle, though I know that's not the case. No, that doesn't sound. like <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
2: um, But if I did move a little bit, could I get the one grappling Tiersa, the one who casts a spell on me, and the one who tried to grapple me?
0: No, they're too far away from no, each other.
2: They're too far away. From, okay, then I'm just going to get those two. Okay. Uh, the one who cast a spell on me and the one who grappled me, just to be specific. Yep. Okay. I have to roll a spell attack.
0: Oh! <laughs> oh, if this oh is, that
2: is a so natural on That
0: would be lovely, but please read the description of Thunderwave.
2: Okay.
4: I'll take it. Men check.
2: Oh, it's instantaneous. I don't have to make a spell attack. Right.
3: Or they make a, they make a saving throw.
0: throw.
2: Yeah. My so. bad.
0: I'm sorry that natural 20 means nothing.
2: Sorry, I got really excited.
0: I know I you think did.
2: Wave, I think Thunder Wave is actually like the only spell attack I have that I don't... So well, aside from Magic Missile, that I don't have to roll What over.
0: kind of saving throw are they making?
2: Constitution.
0: Constitution, okay. Ooh, one's really good, one's real bad. <laughs> so, 18 probably does it. Yes. But a... What was that? Three... Does not.
2: Mm-hmm. No. Actually, no. It's, 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 a,
0: it's a four, to be fair. Yeah, but, but still, it's no. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, so where are my D8s? They are right here. So, two D8 thunder damage for the failed one, and gets pushed ten feet away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's only four damage, though, uh, which means the other one takes two.
0: All right. And we will say for the sake of this that the one that was attempting to grapple you gets pushed back ten feet into his buddy. And they both take a little bit of thunder damage. Okay. So, uh, would you like to move it all on your turn?
2: Yes, I would like to try to move into the circle.
0: Okay. As you do, I need you to make me a Wisdom saving throw.
1: That tracks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of figured that that was going to happen. Eight. Eight. <laughs> eight. <That's not>
2: good. <laughs> does an eight work?
0: As you enter know. the circle, there is a brief flash of strange blue-gray landscape. For the briefest of moments, the world looks like it does in Stormhaven, when you are in the in-between place. That strange blue-gray coating over everything in a statuesque fashion.
5: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then it's gone And you find yourself at the top of this plateau Staring down this fish priest in the center of this Circle Mm.
2: Oh That's probably nothing It's probably fine Yeah
0: So my turn's over That brings us to Tirza
1: Cool, Uh, so grapple you said is only movement That doesn't obstruct me like Drawing a weapon or anything Does it? No Okay, uh, because I also have a weapon with reach. It's Muretziger.
0: <laughs> so you pull out My... your lance.
1: Yep, and because it's a melee weapon, I'm going to cast Divine Smite. Fuck.
5: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay!
0: J- just to clear something up, Olivia, on a yeah? player level.
5: Uh-huh.
0: Divine Smite you don't have to cast until after you've hit. So, Uh it is completely dependent on you hitting with a melee attack first, and then you can cast it.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. that's good. Okay, so that's going to be my plan.
0: I believe that's, because Divine Smite's just the paladin feature, not the spell, correct? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. As opposed to the other Smite spells, which you have to declare you cast first, and then it's whatever attack hits next.
1: That is Mm -hmm. super good to know.
0: Yeah. So give me an attack roll.
1: That's a 15.
0: 15 will hit.
1: Cool. That is... 4 piercing damage... No, I'm so sorry. 6 piercing damage. Nice. And...
0: Uh, What level spell slot are you using for this divine smite? I can only use first. Fair enough.
1: But I just rolled two sevens. So Ooh. 14. Damn.
0: Uh, yeah. So 14 plus the six, that brings us to 20 damage. Oh boy. Did not like that.
1: Don't put me in a weird neck thing, is the moral <laughs> of the story.
0: When you grip your lance in both hands and jab <laughs> forward into this thing, and there's this burst of crackling, thunderous energy. You see its whole body ripple with the just pulse of storm energy you pump into this thing. Again, you can tell that these are constructs made of water for that brief second, but then it regains its solidity and blood begins seeping from the wound you just made. But it's very clear that it seems as though when you use your holy powers, the illusion has trouble keeping up with what you're doing for the briefest of moments. Interesting. That brings us to Camion, who will skirt around the battlefield a little bit and then open fire on the one that is engaged with Tirza. But because you are both at a slight distance from each other, he doesn't get or they don't get disadvantage. So that's nice. But that is a shitty attack roll. Uh, But it still hits. These things have terrible AC, which is nice. So mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh read <laughs> So again that strange white light Will engulf their arrows And lance forward Ooh, That's pretty good actually Alright So this thing takes some damage It's not a fan Camion's skin becomes A dull golden color And a savage grin Creeps across their face
2: I like this kit Right? That's what I was saying.
0: Camion's a beast. That brings us to the fish monsters. Uh, The one that has Tirza grappled will attempt to twist the... Ah! ...the savage piercing staff, and it has advantage on this attack roll as it already has you grappled. Hey, fish
1: man, don't do that.
0: And he says, Too bad! (laughs) That is going to be a 23 versus your AC. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, that's that'll do it.
0: Yeah. So that's four piercing damage. And okay. then it will twist it back the other way as it makes oh. two attacks. Uh, 19 is probably going to do it as well.
1: Yes, it super will.
0: So that is another seven piercing damage. Oof. All right. Okay. The one in front of Sid, that spellcaster, will Mm -hmm. see you just completely botch that attack. (laughs) And be like, oh, he's harmless. I won't even worry about him. No. (laughs) It will pull out one of those nasty hooks at the end of a rope and attempt to just like dig it straight into the side of your neck. Ouch. That is going to be an eighteen versus your AC. Yeah, that's going to hit. Alright, sweet. Uh, that's only three piercing damage, though. Okay. And then it will come around and attempt to get you on the other side with the same swing. That is a 20 versus your AC? Yep. All right. That is six more piercing damage. Alright, okay.
4: I'd be... love to help, guys. I really would.
0: <laughs> uh, Let's see. The two that Cherish uh, fucked up are pushed backwards slightly. One will charge forward and attempt to... Grapple you yet again with the piercing stave. Eh, that's not bad. Uh, 14 versus your AC. Ah,
2: oh, ties.
0: All right, that's a hit. Balls. So I need you to make a strength saving throw as this thing attempts to grapple <sighs> you. That'll
2: <will> be good. <sighs> yeah, it's a six.
0: Yeah, you are grappled by this thing, and you take six piercing damage.
2: Ouch. Uh, send it out.
0: The other one will come forward with those hooks and ropes and attempt to bind you further. Rude. Yeah. Oh, no. But it botched. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. It
2: it somehow lets me go.
0: Well, (laughs) and it hands over its entire wallet, too. What?
4: (laughs) (laughs) It falls off the edge of the cliff.
0: (laughs) What it does, actually, is it's swinging this hook around on the end of a rope, and it tries to throw it at you, but times it super poorly, and it ends up (gasps) fish-hooking itself in the cheek with this thing. And there's a sudden, like, "Ah, ah, ah," as it stops and tries to disengage itself from its own hook. The perfect cast. (laughs) That brings us to the priest at the center of all of this. They will attempt to speed up the water yet again. Ooh, that's not a good roll, though. Uh, So, Judah and Valor, if they even still remain, do not need to make rolls this turn. So you see yet another of those streams of watery energy pouring off one of these stones out over the edge of the plateau. In the distance, you can't even see the rest of the valley. It is nothing but water in every direction you look, almost creeping up to the sides of the storm wall mountains themselves. That brings us to Grawl. Finally. Roll Um, better next time. I'm trying. I really
4: am. Roll better than me. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> um okay, uh so uh are any two of them standing close enough like close enough together? Um, like the two attacking Tirza?
0: There is only one directly in front of Tirza. There is another standing in front of Sid. There are two in front of Cherish.
4: Uh and Cherish is about forty feet away?
0: Yes. Or no, Cherish no. is the full sixty.
2: Yeah.
4: Oh, okay. I I can't I mean is I anyone mean, in 30 feet?
0: <laughs> Everyone's 40 feet away? Tirza's within 30 feet, though the creature she is fighting is 40 feet. Because it is attacking with reach. I can't. All I can... Uh, can move in. Well,
4: yeah, I can move in, but I can't attack anything unless I use uh, Eldritch Blast again.
0: Or that Misty Step you were so proud of. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm
4: afraid there's going to be something else after these guys, for some reason. Just I, saying, just, you got options. Yeah, I've got options. Um. Yeah, I'm going to. Fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, after I'm gonna move thirty feet forward, and then I'm gonna try to eldritch blast. Um. Uh, the one, the two with Sid or the two with Cherish, I don't remember. Or two with Cherish. So long. One of the, one of the two with Cherish.
0: Okay. The one with the chain in the hook, or the one with the piercing staff? one with the piercing staff. Okay. So, let's
4: see here, let's see how this goes. Uh, oh, okay, so that's a nine. No.
5: Is
0: this shit. One of these uh, days, he'll learn how to cast a spell. Thirteen. I
4: don't know. I, I yeah. Okay, so that's a fourteen.
0: Fourteen will hit. Yes.
4: Okay. Sorry, I hit my desk. That didn't feel
0: good. <laughs> Roll me some Eldritch Blast damage. Um, it's a two. Two. Very nice. I yeah. I. I want to help the team <laughs> that brings us to Talla, who will turn to George and say,
2: "George,
0: George, kill
2: That's <laughs> not very specific
0: <laughs> I don't love it. and George will clatter forward and to give you a like brief idea of what this thing sort of vaguely looks like in shape, listen stop rolling, sorry." <laughs>
5: practicing
0: yeah getting all those bad rules out (laughs) i tried that earlier it
4: didn't work oh
0: Oh, this thing ambles forward with one really large arm made up of the majority of the bones and one like little arm that looks like it's made out of a leg bone or something it's got two little squat legs that's sort of ambling back and forth on with skulls for feet that's just clomping forward on like hooves and the top like middle of this thing is made up of two huge rib cages that are gnashing back and forth like a mouth, and a big couple of pelvises on the top that make really angry eyebrows. And it's gonna clomp forward and let's see how it interprets the <laughs> directive of kill. It's just
1: so bad. I love George.
0: Tirza, Odds are yes Yay. Evens? Odds. Odds. Okay. George lumbers past you.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: and begins attempting to shred the thing in front of you. Ooh, and it does real well. Um, so George begins tearing at this thing with horrible bony protrusions. Ooh, George rolls really well on damage. Whoa. Go, George. Good for George. Yeah, good for George. Good for him. And uh, <laughs> Talila will just saunter forward 30 feet, sort of standing directly behind Tirza as she just... Watches George do its grim work and just breathe in and go. <sighs> and other than that, she does nothing.
5: Yeah, that's fair.
0: And that brings us to Sid up at the top.
3: All right. Well, uh, cherish gonna... on deck. Mm-hmm. Cherish on deck. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack the the guy who's attacking me. Yeah. Um so let's see how that goes. See how that practicing worked out for me. Uh pretty good. Um all, almost a crit, um, but it's gonna be twenty-five. Twenty-five will definitely hit. And there is no one else within five feet of us? No, there is not. Great! I'll just take that sneak attack damage then. You do that, you swashbuckling fiend. <laughs> uh okay uh 16 damage
0: nice freaking rogues man
3: yeah and then i'm going to use um fancy footwork and i'm gonna just shift away okay uh how far away um can i can i actually you know what no
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna keep fighting this guy okay fuck this guy sure cherish you are still within the circle. Mm-hmm. I need you to make me another wisdom saving throw.
2: Okay. That is an 11.
0: All right. Again, that brief flash of the blue landscape, and then it just comes back.
2: Okay. Again, I'm sure it's fine. Um, I am going to... So uh, one of my uh, devil things is that um, I can cast Burning Hands as a second-level spell. Once per long rest. Yes. Uh, So I'm going to do that. Okay. Uh, And it is a 15-foot cone that I am aiming at the uh, priest and his uh, fellow things around him.
0: It's just the priest in there.
2: I thought you said there were three other fish people.
0: No, there were four on the outside of the circle, and then one priest in the center of the circle, and that was it.
2: Oh, I thought there were three fish dudes like surrounding him in the circle nah
0: that would be a much too difficult encounter okay three Uh, people too many (laughs) I don't
2: know why I thought that
0: I mean I fully support your decision to try to roast this fish dude so oh
2: yeah I mean I'm still doing that
0: (laughs) he needs to make some kind of saving throw I'm guessing
2: uh yes it is a dexterity saving throw
0: all right uh, he is a little preoccupied trying to complete this ritual to murder you all, so he is suffering disadvantage to the saving throw, which means he rolls a six.
2: And that is not going to do it. It's just not. So he's going to take 46 uh, fire damage.
1: <laughs> Roast him and toast him.
2: <laughs> uh, let's see. 14.
0: 14 damage. All right. Again, you see the surface of this creature begin to boil as though you're watching the surface of water for the brief moment that you're cooking it with flame. When the flames stop, the after image of this thing reasserts itself and you can see burn scars on its body and it looks as though it's been battle damaged. But for that brief moment, it looked as though you were just cooking a figure made of water. Okay. Very bizarre. Yeah. Would you like to move at all?
2: I'm still grappled, right?
0: Uh, yes. Yes, you are.
2: Okay. Uh, can I make another strength saving throw, or is that, or I can't do anything
0: else? That would have been your turn, turn. yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to do it then. I mean, I can't, so.
0: Yeah. Hey, Mike. Mm Hmm.
3: I forgot to add my attack bonus to that attack, so it was actually, um, 22 damage.
0: Wait, your attack bonus?
3: Yeah, plus, uh, uh oh, sorry. Damage bonus, or da- um, because it's a D eight plus my dexterity modifier. Yes. Is that correct. Right? Yeah, I did not add my dexterity modifier, which is four.
0: Oh, okay. As yeah. well as the possible. Did you remember the storm piercer bonus? Y-
3: oh my gosh, no. So it would actually be twenty five
0: damage. It would if he agreed with this fight. Oh. You did not go save the damsel in distress, so it is not cool with this fight at the moment. This is saving... I'll have you know, Stormpiercer, this is
3: saving (laughs) that damsel in distress. That's not the way he sees it.
0: Alright. That brings us to Tirza. Yes. You are currently grappled. Though that doesn't seem to be stopping you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me one moment. Um can I uh, okay. Can I cast divine sense? Are these things aberrations?
0: Does it take an action to use Define Sense?
1: I'm gonna check that right now because I wasn't sure and I was hoping you would know.
0: You were hoping I wasn't gonna double check. (laughs) Something (laughs) like that. Mm, mm -hmm. I believe it takes your action. Oh,
1: it does take my action. So Uh, You you could do it. Nah, F it. I'm just gonna stab this thing in the face. Cool. Uh, or maybe not. Uh, that's... Oh, 15 again. Oh my god. Keep rolling 11s. I
0: appreciate consistency. Yeah. So yeah, um, that is a hit.
1: Cool. And that is... Ah, uh, four damage.
0: Four damage. Alright. This thing is looking real messed up. And Camion will swoop in for the kill... Coming around farther to the side, a well-placed arrow from their bow, again shimmering with that sheath of air, will lance into this thing's neck, and with a splash it'll just dissolve into water, weapon and all. And a fierce grin covers their face, though as it looks down at the lack of blood, they will grow into more of a snarl than a grin. And you'll see their skin briefly flicker from that golden sunshine of summer to the fierce white of winter and then back again to summer as they draw another arrow and take aim at yet another kootoa, Which brings us to those Ah, uh, One of them in front of Sid will attack with their hooky nastiness. 13 versus your AC? Nope. And 14? Nope. Okay, it misses twice. Yay! (laughs) Nimbly
3: dodge out of the way.
0: ones in front of Cherish, though I think we may have lost Cass because they've been stuck in that position for a while. Oh, oh, maybe not. Cass, you there?
2: Uh, Yes, I have been able to hear everything that's been going on. Okay. Uh, I would have, so...
0: And like that, we've lost them. (laughs) (laughs)
5: So, the other oh, then.
0: one that is by Cass will stroll up and attempt to cast a Sacred Flame at Grawl. So I need you Hope to you give me a Dexterity saving throw. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a seven. Seven is a not good, so you'll be taking two...
4: Yes! I can deal with that. Alright.
0: Alright. So the other one will attack or it has Charisher grappled so it will attempt a couple of attacks. That is, ooh, those are both real bad rolls though, so it's fine (laughs) that Cass isn't here because both of those attacks are going to miss anyway. (laughs) Which brings us to Grawl. Uh...
4: Okay, uh, so I'm going to use Hellish Rebuke
0: on the one that just damaged me. Technically, you'd be doing that during their turn, so make sure... I'll give you this one warning. Hellish Rebuke is a reaction, so you would not be using it during your turn.
4: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he just...
0: It's fine because you're he... in initiative order, and that's it works out perfectly, but in the future, okay. Hellish Rebuke yeah. is used on the enemy's turn, not your own.
4: Great. Well, perfect then. Everything works out splendidly. Um, yeah, so I'm going to use Hellish Rebuke on this this fool. Um, and he is surra- momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. The creature must make a dexterity saving throw.
0: Ooh, these things aren't great at that. Um, 14?
4: Against what? Uh, what is your what? spell
0: save, DC? Fucking 13. So it makes the saving throw. I'm assuming uh... it might like take half damage on a save, though. Uh, I will take two D10 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. So roll me two D10, and then we'll divide by two.
4: Mm, eleven. So
0: eleven. Round up to six. six. Right, didn't like that. So on your turn, proper. What would you like to do? Um. Uh. How far away is he? Is this dude, bro? That one is probably about thirty feet away. Fantastic! I'm gonna
4: use my full movement um to go up and smash him in the face all right, A mighty mighty great sword, mighty mighty great sword smash roll it yes P- Jesus Christ Raider. um four plus... yeah, so nine.
0: Which isn't going to hit. Nine is not going to hit, no. Alright.
4: Okay, actually wait. Can I use Saving Face? What does that do? Saving Face, uh, what Saving Face does, uh, Hobgoblins are careful not to show weakness. Uh, if you miss with an attack roll or fail an ability check or a saving throw, you can gain a bonus to the roll equal to the number of allies you see within 30 feet of you.
0: Up to oh, a bonus of 5. Oh, shit. Damn. Okay, so... I can use it once per rest. Why?
1: Why have you not been using this? Oh, that's why. Because once I've been rest. rolling
0: super low.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, your original roll was a nine. A nine. There are six allies within close proximity. I can use it up to a maximum bonus of five. So... so no, do five. Well, actually, I don't know if I'd count George as an ally. Um, So, five is still the bonus regardless. So yeah. nine plus five is fourteen, which will hit.
4: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I knew I brought that screen up for a reason earlier. <laughs> okay. So. I'm
2: back, by the way.
4: Yep. Hooray!
3: We're We're back. Back. Yeah. You didn't take damage, which is exciting.
2: Yeah. yeah. Thank God. Um, six plus charisma.
4: Come on, baby. Uh, seven plus three, ten.
0: Nice, this thing is hit with your slashing goodness. That brings us back to Talila, who will just watch on as George tries. No, George's target is dead, so it's going to have to deign a new target. Excellent. Um, how many does
4: that bring us to? Still alive.
0: There are three of the catchy hooky ones and one priest. So, uh,
1: hold on, hold on. three. Nobody else has killed a catchy hookie.
0: Right. Three mm. of those oh. plus the priest. Just... Okay. Uh, so, George will lumber towards Sid and the thing it is attacking because that is the first one within line of sight. <laughs> mm. Sid, odds or evens? Odds. All right. This thing lumbers straight into the fish monster like a blender made of bone.
3: <laughs> oh my god
0: Bone storm So just uh, f- for reference And this will make for some great audio podcasting But appropriate video casting This is the die I'm using for George It is a <laughs> a bone d6 Aww. For George's damage I George rolls some good damage on this thing Alright Talila will sort of skip along behind it Uh, It will look, it will sort of like pad over to the pool of water where that other Kotoa died. And she'll let out a disappointed sigh and say, no bones.
3: So it it just attacked the the fish person by me?
0: Yes. And it is Mm -hmm. over to you now, Sid.
3: How is that fish person looking? That's all right. It's, It's doing all right? Yeah. Can I,
0: can I, um flank with george you want to try to circle this thing so you're flanking with george i would love to do it great you now have advantage on this attack roll
3: yum 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 <laughs> uh that's going to be a 223 that will hit great um we're going to terrible <laughs> 4 <laughs> solid all right. Welcome to my level. All right. Um, and I'm gonna shift. Uh, I'm gonna use rakish audacity to shift away uh, 30 feet from <laughs>
0: from the fish person. 30 feet in what direction? Into the circle or away from it? Oh, away from the circle. Okay. All righty then. And you do not provoke because of your swashbucklingness. Yep. All right. So that brings us to cherish. You are within this circle. There is a fish person grappling you with a spear and a priest directly in front of you whose ritual you have interrupted. Mm-hmm. He seems mad about that.
2: That's fair, I guess, but he sucks. So I don't care. Um, do I have to make another wisdom <laughs> saving throw? Yes. I... Oh, that almost landed on a 20. Uh, but it is a 15.
0: 15. So again, there's that brief flash of blue landscape but when you are there you're there for a long held beat rather than a flash Mm -hmm. and within that moment, you hear a voice ring out and it says Cherish, if you can hear me and then it'll cut off
2: Uh, I lost, like, I didn't get any of that
0: you hear the old mage's voice call out to you from the other side,
2: okay, and she says my name yes, okay anything anything else
0: nothing that aids you,
2: okay Keep kidding. uh, so I am going to. I was gonna.
0: Tirza, you are on deck. Mm
2: hmm. I'm gonna cast Firebolt.
0: Okay. At the priest or at the one grappling you?
2: Uh, at the priest. Okay. And this one I do have to make a ranged spell attack. Yes. Mm, that's a butch.
0: Rolling my percentile to see what this happens to you. Not great. Oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Who's get gonna get him? him?
5: <laughs> Who's gonna get, get him? him?
0: Cherish, <laughs> I need you to give me a wisdom saving throw with advantage.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, that's uh, something. That's not, like, oh. pleasing, but uh, 17.
0: Excellent. There is a rent in the world as your firebolt goes coursing forward. It seems as though a ripple begins parting reality, and as though a curtain is being drawn in front of you, you suddenly find yourself in a blue-gray version of the world. You are still atop the plateau, you are still in the stone circle, but instead of a strange fish priest standing in front of you, you see the old mage. Uh oh. Your friends are nowhere to be seen. For now, at least, Cherish, you are not a part of this combat. Okay. Because I rolled a 99 on percentile. Oh. That's cool. That's fine. That brings us it. to us. Don't worry, guys, I got this.
1: So Cherish has just disappeared out of my vision.
0: As you're trying to find a new target for your charge, having defeated this last Koatua, you see in the center of the circle Cherish attempting some kind of magical maneuver and then vanishing. The Koatua that was holding her at the time just explodes like a water balloon. Mm-hmm. Something happened, and that Korotor just evaporates, but Cherish disappears.
1: Okay, well, I was looking at the priest anyway, because that's who I was going for, and as unfortunate as it is that my best friend has just disappeared out of existence, it actually makes what I'm about to do much easier. I'm going to channel divinity and use Stormstrike. Fuck yeah. Uh. So... Oh, actually, how far away is the priest from me?
0: The priest from you is, let's see, roughly 60 feet away. Shit. I mean, you still have a move action and all that.
1: Yeah, but even then, I don't think I can get close enough that I can lance.
0: How, Uh, How far of a throw does your lance have?
1: Well, because I'm a thrown weapons master, I add 10 feet to it, but Um,
0: Lances are not normally a thrown weapon.
1: Exactly. Um, So so I think it's just ten feet.
0: You can still throw it, you'll just have disadvantage on the attack roll.
1: Um, you know, that's fine. Because the thing with Stormstrike is a line of lightning extends straight from me into the target. So,
0: well, let, whatever, it's let, fine. Let us make the attack roll first and see what happens. So you're making a lan- a throwing lance attack at disadvantage.
2: I
1: don't know what exactly it looks like, but I'm assuming it's a over the shoulder <laughs> full on like uh Yeah. That is a six.
0: Cool. Yeah. The Bad. lance just goes spiraling past the thing. It doesn't even move, it just watches as the lance like plants itself in the ground behind it, and then it turns <laughs> and looks up at you as the lightning courses out of your body towards where the lance is.
1: Uh however, because, because Stormstrike I, I think So let me read this to you and see if this still works. Make a ranged weapon attack as normal. In addition to the weapon attack, you create a line of lightning five feet wide and 60 feet long, beginning at you and extending straight towards the target. If the target is less than 60 feet from you, The line of lightning extends beyond it. Each creature in the line takes 2d10 plus your paladin level lightning damage or half damage with a successful dexterity saving throw. If your ranged or thrown weapon attack hits, the target has disadvantage on its saving throw.
0: So it sounds to me like the lightning is happening independently of whether or not the attack hits. It's just whether or not it has disadvantage. Though that hardly matters as it rolled a 4 on its dexterity saving throw. So roll me some lightning damage against this fish thing. Cool. I
1: love being a paladin.
0: Oh god, this is gonna end well. (laughs) Uh, Fish fry.
5: Um,
0: Who brought the tartar sauce?
4: (laughs) Grawl pulls out his favorite jar of tartar sauce. It's his best friend
1: (laughs) in the whole world. That is 12, 13,
0: 14, 15. Okay. (laughs) It lights up like a... (laughs) (laughs) seeing a storm underwater is not something tirza has ever experienced but for a brief moment you watch this thing's whole body becomes this liquefied gel substance rippling with lightning coursing through it when it returns to its shape you can see that its physical form is now deformed and kind of like dragging and kind of melty it looks like the image wasn't fully able to reestablish itself into what it was originally so now it's kind of like sloshing when it moves and dripping bits of it are falling off you know what
1: happens to a fish when it gets oh, struck by lightning no,
3: <laughs>
1: get out
3: the opposite of an inspiration
0: point
2: <laughs> you have disadvantage on your next role <laughs>
3: you have
0: disadvantage on your next character <laughs>
2: Because this
1: one's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Tears tears just immediately dies.
5: (laughs) Oh, man.
0: (laughs) All right, Camion will attack this thing, but just really fuck up and not hit it. Wow, that's a bad roll. Um, Because, yeah, Camion attempted to attack the priest as well, but they did not do well. Uh, That brings us to the fish people. Two of them are dead. One of them is in front of Sid. Or no, Sid left, so it's gonna try to attack George. Yep. Um, That's fine. All right. all right. So George takes some damage, but he's fighting a freaking bone thing. Um, <laughs> you, how much damage is really tough to tell with George? Yeah. Uh, that brings us to, let's see, other fish guy who was attacking, let's see, where did that guy go? Uh, he was attacking Grawl, I believe, yes? Yep. Yeah, so he's going to keep doing that. Uh, it's going to be a 13 for zero AC. Uh,
4: that hits.
0: Okay, so seven piercing damage. Ooh, and that's a 23 versus your AC. Uh, or no, 21. I apologize. I mean, that also hits? Okay. He's attacking twice? Yep. These guys do that. If they're not actively trying to grapple you, they can attack twice. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, that is going to be another 6 piercing damage.
4: So, thirty you say 13 total?
0: Yes. Alright, that brings us to the priest who is not a fan of being shocked. So, Tirza, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Oh,
1: cool. Oh, less cool. Um, 12.
0: Awesome. So, you are now held. Uh, As this thing casts Hold Person on you, you are paralyzed now. Paralyzation is not a good thing to have. Let's see, paralyzed card. You automatically fail, strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against you have advantage. Any attack that's made within five feet of you, so like melee attacks, are automatically critical hits. And you cannot move or speak. Because he had a bad day. So yes, at the end of each of your turns, you can repeat the saving throw. Repeat the saving throw, but for now you are held. Not good. That brings us to Grawl.
4: Um. Okay. Uh, it's just the still the one dude that's going after me, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't like him very much. Maybe mad. So I'm gonna hit him. What are you gonna do about it? I'm I'm gonna (laughs) attempt to hit him with my sword. Uh, do it. Yeah. Please God. <sighs> Sixteen plus my bullshit.
0: Twenty-one. Twenty-one will hit.
4: Yay. I some damage. Fifty-six.
0: Uh, six. Nice. All right. Anything else you would like to do? Wait, do I add my charisma modifier
4: to my attack? My, to... what I just rolled? Yes, because of hexblade shenanigans. Oh, okay, so that's a...
0: <laughs> it's
4: even more, then. I must have forgot to do that How much time. are
0: you adding to this?
4: Uh, uh, plus three.
0: Yeah, okay. Alrighty, are you moving it all this turn? Uh... No. Okay. Uh George will start rending at this thing. Huh, it does okay. Um two of that. Talila will scamper over to George and actually she'll move over to the thing and cast let's see. Um <laughs> uh, Yeah, vampiric touch is a fun spell. Um Ooh. Well, this thing saves pretty good. But is it good enough? Yes, yes it is. So so he's taking some damage as Talila attempts to drain its life energy, but uh, she doesn't do an amazing job. Uh, that brings us back to the top with Sid. Um, and Mike,
3: I swear this will be the last time I forget, but the last attack I did, I did forget to uh, add my dexterity to the damage, so it would be four damage, uh, eight damage instead of four damage. Um, okay. So, that Murdude is handled by George. Um, I'm... Do I see that, um, Tirza is paralyzed? Is there any way that I would know that that happened? I don't want to, like, metagame. Give me a perception there. check. Okay. Generally how we settle these things.
0: Great. Uh, ten... She is standing still, whether or not she you know she is magically paralyzed, yeah, you wouldn't know that. Is there uh what is there so there's two of the fish people around Tirza, is that correct? There is one fish person actually there's no fish people in front of Tirza other than the priest, oh. which is oh. a little ways away. The like only crazy. fish people left are the ones in front of Grawl and the ones in front of George and Talila, and then the priest in the center of the circle um how how, how far away yeah how far away is Grawl uh probably about 40 feet away from you
3: okay so I wouldn't be able to go in and attack then unless um, you dashed unless I dashed well I wouldn't be able to attack though if I dash. so um I guess we'll move back in to um yeah move back into the one who's fighting George and do the same thing
0: okay you have advantage on this attack roll
3: yep Um, not great. Um, it'll be 12.
0: 12 will still hit. Ah! Like I said, these things AC is a garbage.
3: Okay, good to know. Uh, with my dexterity modifier, um, that's going to be
0: um, 18 damage. Nice. You shred this thing and it sloshes to the ground, the puddle spreading at your feet
3: um and then i'd like to i mean i guess i don't need to use fancy fancy footwork well i had to move in 30 feet so that that is my dance that is my movement i'm done True.
0: so that brings us to cherish
2: (laughs) so what's going on
0: (laughs) the old mage has a shocked expression on her face as you appear in front of her and she says "Uh, did it work
2: Did what work? I mean, I'm here. Is that what you mean?
0: Where is here?
2: I mean, this is... This kind of whole, like, blue-gray stuff is kind of what it looks like when we meet the Skein Witch.
0: And... The old mage will look around, and you get the distinct impression that she's not seeing what you're seeing.
2: Okay, so you don't see the plateau, either?
0: cherish i'm in my tower right now where are you
2: we're on the plateau on the the crescent in lake quelio
0: stay where you are i'm coming
2: i mean i don't i don't think it's like now or cuz there's a bunch of fish people and they right now the whole valley's underwater i'm i'm guessing that's not what it's like for you
0: as you glance around in this blue landscape, you can see the valley yet again. It is not underwater. It is that yeah. porcelain sort of blue-gray sheen over everything. Mm-hmm. You are in the, what was would have been called, the in-between place, the traveling place, the gray roads. Yeah. But, yeah, you don't know where you are, but yeah. the old mage says she's coming.
2: Okay. (sighs) She can't see what I'm seeing. Well, what does she say? What does she say to like when I'm like, there's fish people and the whole valley's underwater. Like, I don't, I'm not really sure what you can do.
0: Are you near the standing stones?
2: Yeah, I'm right in the center.
0: That explains it. Stay there. Okay. And I need you to give me a wisdom saving throw.
2: That is a 20 non-natural. All
0: right. The old mage will... She seems as though she's moving, just in place. You see her body moving in sort of a run, and then pick up speed as her feet leave the ground, and she's flying, it seems as though. But she's not moving from the space you see her. It's as though mm-hmm. she's moving through a space that you can't see. Yeah, She has this determined look on her face, and you see a staff fly out from some unseen direction and f- fall into her hand. Okay. This ring on her finger begins to crackle with blue-white g- lightning. Her robes begin to shine, and she disappears just as you do, and find yourself standing directly in front of the Kuotoa priest. Ah up. <laughs> you are currently I, paralyzed.
1: I'm also going to make a wisdom saving check. Sweet. Hopefully it will be better this time. Come on. Oh, wait. Up, 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 up. Didn't have a d20. That might help. Yeah. Except apparently, no. That is an eight.
0: Cool. You are still uh... paralyzed. That Great. brings us to Camion, who will lunge forward and attempt to shoot at the priest. Ooh, Please shoot him, my that friend. That is a solid shot. Camion... Oh, nice. Um, that is ten. Fourteen. So three. And this priest, having been shot, is going to have to attempt to make a yeah, it maintains its concentration on the hold spell, so you are still held, unfortunately. That brings mm. us to the fish priest, who is concentrating, so it can't do that, or that, or that. Well, that's lame. But it did just see a purple tiefling appear directly in I'm front purple. of it. <laughs> you are at that. So, it sure, will
4: attempt to bonk you
0: with its weird scepter.
2: Don't bonk me.
0: That is a 14 versus AC. Ah
2: Tie goes to the runner.
0: Alright.
2: Ow, he bonked me.
0: So, you take five bludgeoning damage Ow! as well as Eighteen lightning damage. <laughs> Ooh. Uh,
2: okay, so that's... Okay. Uh, so The I weird
0: crustacean figurine on the top of its staff begins to ripple with gray, black energy in a very... Almost dark mirror of Tirza's own power as it just whumps you with this staff.
2: So here's what happens: I blink back into existence, I get bonked, and then I'm unconscious. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, they have me back, <laughs> Oh,
3: No. <laughs> She's just
5: like, don't.
0: <laughs>
3: well, at least you're definitely gonna stay in the circle now.
5: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That brings us to the last of the Kotoa that is still attacking Grawl, and it will continue to do so. Um, that is an eleven versus your AC. Um, not, not gonna do it. Uh, I'm guessing.
4: No, my my AC is eleven. Oh, cool. But um, no, not cool. Um, I don't know if I can take two more of his hits without being knocked out. So, um, all spells? No, not all spells. I'm going to cast Shield.
0: Okay. So that increases your AC by 5, so it puts it up to a 16. Yep. All right. So that first attack definitely misses, but the second attack mm-hmm. I rolled a 19, which I think is going to still be a hit. So that oh. is going to be 5 piercing damage. Uh, me down to 11. Woohoo! That brings us to Fish Priest. We'll look down at. Cherishes like, crumpled body And is just like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> but then we'll get a steely look on its face As it glances back up at Tirza And it will stride across The circle towards you Lifting its scepter And It is going to attack you And those attacks have advantage Because you are still held But
5: No Oh, for all of the
1: podcast listeners, Mike is evil and has evil faces that he makes
3: Goodbye, everybody. Well, it's been a good run.
2: Yeah, miss you. Uh... don't forget you have disadvantage on your next character. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's gonna be a lot.
0: Sorry, I'm having to do some... Oh boy. No, it's fine. So, you're going to be taking six points of bludgeoning damage.
3: Okay. I'm guessing that's not the problem. No.
0: No, it is the 36 points of lightning (gasps) damage that you then take that is really (sighs) the problem here. You know what's
1: so funny is I was like, oh, I should heal myself really quick. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Okay. Cool. I'm unconscious.
4: <laughs> I yeah, figured. I figured. I but you heal that, people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's um. Fine. So that brings us to Grawl. Okay. So
4: how many are left? My dude and priest dude? And the priest and that's it. Uh oh, no.
1: That's a bad, bad dude. Uh,
0: His bonk stick is not to be <laughs> trifled with. It's oh, Rabonkulous.
2: The legendary bonk <laughs> stick.
0: The legendary bonk stick. What happened
4: to Camion and whatnot? They're still kicking. I needed. I need help.
2: It's not Camion's turn.
0: <laughs> I need it to be his turn. Their turn. It's, uh, it's Talilas' turn next. So, what are you doing in the meantime?
4: Uh, I'm gonna. I guess I can't disengage from this dude without provoking attacks of opportunity. And you my, could, if he, you
0: wanted to, use your whole action and do nothing else. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then he's just gonna move in on me again in next
4: turn. I mean,
5: hopefully, hopefully. someone
4: kills him. And okay. Well, I guess I'm going to, um, I guess I'm going to try to attack this this fish bro. 12 plus That's going to be a 17. 17 will hit. Yes. Okay, cool. Now for some damage. It is,
0: uh... Ten. Ten damage, alright. This thing's not looking good. Uh, It's not dead yet? No! Uh, Uh, so...
1: Priest hit me with his bonk stick, so he's outside of the circle now, right?
0: Yes, indeed. The ritual has ceased.
1: That's all I really wanted, so it's okay if I die
0: now. (laughs) So... That brings us to Talila, who will glance around and walk over to Tirza's crumpled form. Glance between you and the priest standing just above you. Don't take my bones. (laughs) (laughs) And she's real tempted to take those bones. (laughs) No! I love my bones! I need those. But showing maybe a little, you're not conscious to see this, but she definitely has a glint in her eye as she looks down at your crumpled form. And Sid, I think maybe you're the only one close enough to hear this, but she'll quietly say, this one is mine. Over Tears' body. Friends. And then she says, okay. Her hands will start glowing with this green-black energy as she moves in. And again, she's this tiny gnome that maybe comes up to this thing's waist, and she leans in and just grabs its thighs with these green-black hands. Oh yeah, that'll do it. And it lets out this gurgling shriek as this necromantic energy goes surging through its body. And it does not like that. Uh, It's not dead, but it got hurt real bad. George will lumber over to this thing then and begin to attack it as well. And George has advantage because its master is attacking this thing in a melee. Uh, It's dealing a little bit of damage. Alright, this thing looks like a Stiff Breeze could knock it over. That brings us back up at the top with Sid. Hi, Mr. Stiff Breeze here. I'd like to... um... Tirza is down. Cherish
3: is down. Yes, and I have no healing whatsoever. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take out Mister Stiff Breeze over there, and um, can I can I put myself into a, a position of advantage? Sure. Um, yeah, let's do it. Get wrecked. Um, it's gonna be
0: eighteen. Eighteen, I'll hit. Great. Show me sneak attack. Oh yes,
3: so that would be uh sixteen
0: damage. Sixteen will rickety wreck this thing, as the kids yeah! say. Yeah, and as, as Storm Piercer sloshes through this thing's head, ripples will begin spreading, and its whole body shakes with those strange vibrations you've seen moving through the water. And as it explodes outward, the one that is on top of Grawl will also just pop like a water balloon. Water spraying over you. Dripping to the ground.
4: And it's a healing mist that gives us all full HP. (laughs) (laughs) No, it absolutely doesn't.
0: No. So, you suddenly find yourselves in that town square. The blue draping statuary sheen on everything. People surrounding this place. It seems as though as you look round, the crowd here of blue people is much thicker than you've ever seen it before. Everyone is standing, looking towards the center of this little cobbled square in frozen motions of anticipation. It's as though they've cleared the center of this square in rapt, waiting attention, and just these countless throngs of blue, frozen faces looking on in eager anticipation as you all appear, some of you still very unconscious, on the Mm -hmm. ground in front of the skein, Witch. Just to your left, you see just... Drenched, covered in water, the form of Judah clutching this shaking, terrified woman. Unconscious to his left, coughing, and you see him just vomiting up water is Valor. Oh his shield <clears throat> gripped in one hand, but his sword nowhere to be seen. Oh no! And. Judah will like carefully place the woman down and try to administer what aid he can to his friend, though Valor seems like he's in a real bad way.
2: Yeah, I'm unconscious, so.
0: Right. <laughs> Tirza, mm-hmm. cherish, I need you to give me death saving throws. Mm
2: hmm. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm
0: hmm. <gasps> 18. Eight. Eight. All right, minus one for Tirza. Uh does anybody have a healing potion? I right, shout nope, out to the I group. Do.
3: You do? No, Would I, I know
0: that she
2: I bought two.
3: But I, I didn't I
0: tell
2: any I didn't tell anybody.
0: <laughs> Talila will sit down, crisscross applesauce next to Tirza's head and begin stroking her hair and just whispers soon <laughs> um, i
1: uh we're bros
3: I, now i love it i wait soon as in i draw my oh i still have my sword i point my sword at talila and be like "Ah, uh, no not not yet
0: and talila just shrugs
3: she's not going to die um if you and... say so Yeah, um, I mean, I there's nothing I can. You can, can roll try a medis-
0: medicine check. Yes.
3: That that's what I will do. Okay. Well, that's a six, so cool.
0: uh, yeah. they are not stabilized. Yeah, fuck. So Isn't as you as you are attempting to do this, the skein witch floating over the fountain will drift forward, and say you have surpassed water in a year and a day the last trial a year and a day threadless and that's when sound and motion returns to the world sid at your feet tirza is still dying still bleeding just to the side cherish is still Limp and unresponsive. Grawl, what are you doing during all of this?
4: Um. I used my potion last time and I didn't purchase any. Can I do a... Can I do like a survival roll to stabilize somebody? That
0: is a medicine check, my friend. Dang it!
4: Which I have a one.
0: Anyway, so I could... Can I roll for medicine? As who are you trying to revive? Uh uh Tirza. Okay. You rush to Tears' side with Sid and technically Talila. <laughs> George is nowhere to be seen. Oh, George. Cherish remains solidly alone on the ground, though Camion rushes to her side, as does Judah as well as soon as he knows that. Valor isn't actively dying anymore, Mm. but as soon as you're over your quasi-fallen comrades attempting to resuscitate them, motion and sound returns to the world, and the roar of the crowd around you is this cacophonous distraction from trying to save your dying friends as these people rush in, everyone shouting, it's them, it's them, the They've come back. These people, they've come back. Where did you go? What did you do? What did you see? People shouting and jostling and moving in, trying to, like, touch you, grab pieces of you, and all you're trying to do is save your fallen friends, but you can't get the space to do it. And So you're saying we're celebrities now. It's, I'm saying a large chunk of Stormhaven will now know what is going on. And as you're doing this, there is another brief moment of everything stopping. And for a nightmarish second, you think you've gone back to the in-between. But it is then that the old mage descends out of the sky and lands with a soft thump on the stones of this square she will raise a hand and cast spare the dying twice so that cherish and tears are stabilized
2: <sighs> thank god
0: yeah she will rush forward and pick up cherish in her arms oh, sorry. <laughs> and she will look at all of you and say we need to get out of here right now my time stop will only last for so long, and it doesn't extend beyond this courtyard. Uh,
3: okay. We go. I, I go. Does uh, anyone need to be carried?
2: Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> hey, you're fine.
0: Tirza is still unconscious, as is Valor. Okay. Um, how heavy is, is Tirza? She is a 14-going-on-15-year-old girl.
3: Sure, I'll try and I'll try and carry her. It's easy. I mean, it's... I'm yeah.
1: I I am wearing chain mail, but
4: yeah, is I your... can carry you carrying her. So <laughs> I mean, if everyone wants to be carried, that's fine.
0: Stolidly, Grawl walks forward, and without even being asked, dips down, just picks up tears up. Great. Um,
4: <laughs> is it is it like a, a cradle kind of thing, or is it just like the a shoulder kind of like? I don't know. How do you? It's pick up, up to you. Yeah. I'll I'll be I'll be nice. I'll carry you like a person, not an item. And does and does Valor need to be carried? Uh, Judah
0: picks up Valor. Okay, gotcha. Okay, cool. So, so Judah all, picks well, me up. We're all accounted for. Talila lets out a sigh of disappointment.
1: God, she's so creepy. Love it.
0: And the old mage will cast fly on all of the conscious individuals. Oh, And she pulls you up into the air and away from this square towards a tall clock tower near the center of the Old Haven district. At the top of that clock tower she'll set down, place you all around, and pull out healing potions to give to the unconscious forms of your allies. At some point in this chaos, the Threadless woman has slipped away in the crowd. You're not sure what happened to her. But Judah isn't holding her anymore. He was too concerned with Valor's safety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as you touch down and are revived, the old mage will stare at you all and cherish something you notice for... You've been interacting with this woman for the better part of a year now.
5: Mm -hmm.
0: And You see that her feet are solidly on the ground here. The staff she carries has a solid weight to it that you've never seen before. She was touching you as she fed you this healing potion.
2: Yeah. This
0: is the first time you've ever felt her touch. And she is looking around, almost with a strange panic. And she says... A power. It has to be a power. What other way is there? Must have found a door? A gate? I don't know what. And these cutters, what do they know? Young bloods They don't know anything. And she looks up at you and looks at all of you and says, There's only one way to end this, I feel. We have to find a way to kill that witch yes and I think that's where we're gonna leave it for this episode of material components <laughs> okay
1: sorry I killed the mood with that but fuck yeah
3: yeah no that... fuck these trials
2: yeah they're kind <laughs> of annoying yeah
3: <laughs> I like I think we, they're fucked we keep almost dying Although... yeah well
1: and also Grawl yours is next so
3: oh <laughs> yeah
4: I uh, yeah. So, mean mine is next
1: before.
4: Just That'd in the end. But he hasn't Don't noticed the pattern. It. It's
0: fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I've got. I've been using my nagging. So, thank you so much for joining us this week on this uh, a little bit extra long episode of Material Components. I apologize for the length, but we needed to kill some fish people. Yeah. So, uh, do we have anything to plug, my loyal players? I mean.
4: Yeah, Twitter handle stuff. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, as, as per usual, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm not on the Tumblers or anything else like that. Uh, you can find me at the Redimus. Um, on both of those platforms. That's T H E R E E D I M U S. Um, like the pictures. I post dumb stuff. Fun.
2: Um, by the time this episode comes out, I will have changed my Twitter handle to KickityCast, so you can find me there. Just spell it like you think it's going to be spelled. It'll
4: <laughs> probably be posted in the information on... on, on...
2: Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I have no
3: Twitter or anything. Uh, no current projects, so okay.
0: don't worry about me. <laughs> As always, you can find me on my other podcast, if you so choose, where I and a couple of co-hosts talk about comic books and pop culture nonsense over, nonsense over on Panel on Panels. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at matcomrpg, that's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G.
1: I don't know where it is on the screen, it's, but it's I'm pointing a, it's a at it. It's
0: up. Always assume it's up. You can email us at materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from our listeners. There's also the best place to send any fan art you would care to do. because Please draw George. Please draw George. And the new draw crawl and in a
4: draw crawl and a snowstorm. in a bathing suit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> in a a, no. a a a pink uh, a pink uh, polka dot um, bathing suit in a snowstorm. Please and, and okay. Anyway,
0: yeah. any fan art we receive could end up on our website over on the gallery section. Right now, mostly what we've got is Cass and Michael's renditions of things, and you know it could always use more population over there. Why not? Yarp. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Material Components. Thank you all so much for listening, and Thank good night. You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Have a good night. Bye.
2: Doodles. Well, like a good day or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where, whenever.
5: Wherever.